I couldn't believe how crazy that tweet got though. Yeah. It was tweeted by, like, I saw a bunch of people with, like, uh, like Ku Klux Klan type symbols and stuff like that. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. You, you get crazy with them all Yeah, dude, I got, like, I got the all writers, like, coming oh, yeah. out after me. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Like, coming out, like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, they were great. Cool. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, yeah, of course. Well, you're going to get those types. Hey, um, everyone. This is John Seth, and you're listening to John Seth's World. I'm here with my co-host, Sean, a.k.a. King David. And Dante is in jail again. He was caught killing his neighbor's tur- pet turtles. Mm, so and uh, turtles he's been given, a I think, a, a two- or three-week sentence. So yeah. um, if you want, uh, we're setting up a Dante Legal Defense Fund. You can contribute to it. Um, and if you don't, then, you know, he'll be out in we'll two just, weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be back. back. <laughs> or and maybe by then we'll just ICO it or something. Yeah, we could ICO yeah. the the Dante Defense Fund. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was it. Uh, Jason was talking about raising money for Trend and Shavers years ago, and he asked everyone to like help out, and he made, he raised like five bucks by passing the hat. <laughs> 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 so there's that. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think that these legal defense fund like uh, questions are usually like, you know, people people donate to them. Yeah, they're not charity. Yeah. They're not like the Anal Cancer Foundation, which I advocate everybody uh, give money to, because that's that's an important cause. Yeah, you know, um, do sure. <laughs> so the so the tweet that you had this week, was, I did uh, I did have the tweet. Let's let's talk about that in a little bit. Okay. What what the fuck happened with Balaji? Yeah. Balaji's company, Earn.com, got purchased, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then and then the best. I wanted to write the history of 21, but then you know who came out and did it? Who? Which, uh, Tim, T- Tim Swanson. Oh, did he? Yeah, and he wrote a really great article on it. Um, that actually I've, I've never recommended a Tim Swanson article because the, 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 the guy is like a... He's a frustratingly unfunny, just square. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. But like he wrote, he wrote a decent article on the 21 debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Balaji... Uh, right after it all happened, wrote a, a giant article about how he turned the company around, <laughs> 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 which is hilarious because he didn't. Yeah, which is so funny. But like the question is like, why? Why did that happen? Like, I what, don't know. And and how do you justify paying a hundred million dollars for this piece of shit? Right. Well, you have like you have like a sixteen Z, which is behind both companies to an extent, right? Yeah. Are there investors in both? Um, I don't. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, but like Papa Andreessen told uh, told Coinbase to buy them. Well, th- like that's my that's my question. Like I, I don't know. Did they did they cut a deal with the other investors that like they're going to get Coinbase to purchase one of their you know one of their investments that's just not making money at well, there's, all? There's a number of hilarious things that happened there. But like yeah, like I, I don't know did how they how they it did it. I, I guess in some sense, like they don't need to appeal to, to the investors of Coinbase because like they, Coinbase is a private uh, entity still. They're not public. Right. Um, and I think that they do have to justify things to their shareholders. But my, I, I mean, Andreessen Horowitz and A16Z well, may have an outsized uh, equity stake. When there. you're with those guys, it, it's it's probably not hard to convince Brian Armstrong to like buy He's this company. So, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so much that's going to be forgotten about 21, I feel like. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, now they're earned.com. So, like, that's that, that so is the, the story. I mean, do you remember the hype around 21 when it started yeah well i remember i i don't remember them like when they were a mining company right like no one I, does because they no were fucking does. secret right and they then, were like mining like i don't know six percent of the hash rate in secret and i don't really remember like wh- how it transitioned into like uh 
because they got bought by like a sixteen. Or they got they got like what when you tell, what what happened there? Like what was the transition? I, like, I don't know exactly, but apparently Andreessen Horowitz showed up and, and asked if he could basically buy all their miners. And, right. And uh, so, so the company was essentially people that are like were no longer involved after that point. Well, yeah. Right. So a and then they took the name. Along. They took the name and they like they remember they were gonna they were they were saying they were gonna do all these plays. Um, and oh, yeah. people were like touting them as like the next IOT company. They had like this amazing set of plans. Right. And then, and then it got released by Jay Stolfi, that fucking slide deck that Bellagio had gone around pitching people on, which was essentially a, like a perpetual motion pitch. Right. Well, <laughs> was that the one where they go out and all these details about like your phone's going to be able to mine everything? Shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like really bad. Like, yeah. And it was because leading up to that, everyone was like, no one had any idea what they were going to do. Right. But it was like, oh, this is going to be like. I remember, I mean, I remember calling bullshit on those early days because like it was so stupid. And I remember the funny thing about, <laughs> I mean, 21 should stand as an example to everyone of how cognitive uh, dissonance can really affect the way you analyze things. Because I remember mm-hmm. having the discussion with people who understand Bitcoin, who understand what's going on here. And, they, and when 21 announced the 21 Pi-Tato, as it's come to be known, which was a Raspberry Pi uh, with a giant fan on it um, and an ASIC board, uh, when they announced that, everyone said to me, this, this is just the beginning, and they have actual plans for something eventually in the future. But they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well... They ended up having a different plan, which had nothing to do with the iteration, any, anything that could have iterated right. from those those things. It was it, the, the ideas that Earn.com, the rebranding and the idea of like the stupid pay for, pay for email service, like it, like like the narrative here is that was actually a successful thing. Well, because right, because like, they got they got they got because it got bought. Like in the article, like this Blasi <laughs> talk about how he went from like. Like turning it around from what? Like he 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 threw it in the direction. He of said they, un- he said they cleaned up the, the the eighty million in debt or whatever they had. Which I mean that's bullshit. If if he cleaned it up, he did it with investor money. They didn't make any money. Mm. There's no chance. You can do the math on how many emails would have to be sent or yeah. how many butt boxes would have had to be sold. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not realistic. Yeah, it's so stupid. It's such a bad like. It's amazing that that narrative can get away and let like all the invest like everybody can kind of like like you can see this whole like it becomes everyone's a big story. themselves on their on, on the fucking back about like how they like sold this goddamn enormous company yeah when they they didn't yeah they didn't they didn't well no they, there was nothing there was nothing going on here Balaji amazing job congratulations getting Brian Armstrong to, strong to hold your bag what's funny to me is he's so what is his title there CTO okay so he's a CTO well which a few months like ago the first CTO which is stupid because right. Well, does it? It tells you it doesn't mean anything because, like, like Charlie Lee's title was director of engineering, right? Which is who's he was essentially the CTO. Well, that it's the highest technical person you'd think, yeah. But I don't think I don't know how technical Bellagio is, but I'm guessing it's well, more of an executive a f- type. A few of months thing, ago, not. he was being recruited into the Trump administration for what the FDA. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was. Oh yeah, you were right. Oh yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. He was being considered, for and, he, and he deleted all of his tweets because he's like this anti-government guy, and he has all these like tweets for anti-government right. rhetoric where he'd be like, "We're gonna take the state." They were all like he was being considered for political shit. So he just deleted all his tweets. He used that tool like delete my tweets.com or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And just his like whole Twitter profile disappeared oh, yeah. overnight. That's, that's so funny. Remember that? Yeah. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, I didn't really know who this guy was, but like he has other videos of him talking about other ideas outside of Bitcoin. Yeah. That Silicon Valley just eats up. Oh, you yeah. Know I mean, it's a big, he's, he, I mean, that's been kind of been his like 
you know, he's a he's a he's an investor. He's, he's, he's gonna, a partner. He's going to write he's, a stupid book on how he did something that he didn't do. Like mm. that's that's my prediction on this. I think that he's going to write a really really bad book mm. on uh, how to turn around companies with like lots of debt. And I'm gonna I'm gonna have to endure people like quoting that book to me for the next twenty years. Mm. Well, Coinbase is as an entity is doing inter- weird things. Did you see that they um? Th- I think this just happened within the last twenty four hours, but they they either announced officially or. And or they cut off WikiLeaks for their payment thing, and they what? said they're discontinuing being like a payment processor. What? I think they're like shutting off that that wh- like whoever. What whoever, about Overstock? I what don't is know. what is their purpose? Then they're just going to be trading crypto, maybe. Just or, trading, or, or they they're just gonna they're probably just gonna be a bank, or they're gonna like just be like they're not gonna they're not gonna provide that. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's that that's official. I know they they cut. Off, I think they're cutting WikiLeaks off. That's hilarious. Which is funny because that's that's what like a lot of people cite as like one of the first events of like WikiLeaks getting like accepting Bitcoin and then Coinbase kind of coming in is like, oh, we're gonna provide them this. Like that goes back. Remember, remember like the 2014 thing when Coinbase and BitPay were competing for like. I just can't believe who can Wiki. who who they can sign right. on to be like a payment partner. Yeah. And like those models are kind of like dying. Like yeah. no one's. Well, it was dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that Wiki, WikiLeaks is funny because, uh, I mean, why do they need PayPal? Or why do they need Coinbase? Right. Maybe Couldn't just they just set up a, an address? Well, they, right. I, I don't know. Like, is that... Um, maybe I read the whole thing wrong. Because, like, you think, why, why not? Maybe, 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 you maybe, it's just easier, maybe it's just easier for them to, like, have an account and, like, do all that. I don't know. Um, but there was talk about Coinbase... Discontinuing a large part of that service. I'm so. curious. Maybe they're maybe they're just not letting people because people are tweeting because people are like WikiLeaks. people are like don't go don't go over to uh, BitPay. Like there's like other alternatives really? that are small. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, because that, that, everyone hates <laughs> BitPay because BitPay is like a big Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash. Ca- yeah. yeah, like they're uh, using like they're using QR codes. What do you are, think of Bitcoin Cash? By the way, are you still like very bearish on it? I mean, wh- I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, I don't think it's Bitcoin. Um, in my head, I, I don't think of it as Bitcoin. I guess. I guess that's the answer. I, I, can't. I, I think it's. I, I think it's an old. I mean, is it? Is, is would you give it any consideration beyond being just another altcoin that will probably continue up in, to go up in price? Yeah, I like, mean, like, I, I think there's enough people there, and I think Roger Ver. I, like, I think that'll continue to to go up. It kind of pamped this week a little bit, right? Um, I, I don't. I don't really see it dying anytime soon. Um, I just don't really. I don't really know what other credence I would give it. Well, I mean, what I like about it, I mean, it is what we've always said we would do in Bitcoin if the politics got bad, right? We would just fork it. No biggie. That's what, like, uh, Andreas's message was. Like, oh, the CIA comes in and does something. Okay, we'll just fork it. You, I dare you, CIA, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Bitcoin Cash is sort of the first instance of that political fork, right? I guess. Which I'm okay with. That's, I think that's a, as, as far as a proof of concept, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, and I don't see what distinguishes it from Bitcoin at this point. I mean, like particularly like with the discussion we had with Paul a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where he's talking about how different the code is. I mean, if that's the case, that's that's interesting to me. Oh, like renaming like variables and shit. Yeah, they've they've kind of made it their yeah. own, so now it's a different project. It right. really is. Yeah, I mean, like it's not. There's no real. There's no. There's nothing in your head that's to think that maybe that would actually like gain more traction and like. I don't know. I mean, like I, I I think the, the the beauty of this is that you have no idea, right? There's right. no there's no way of knowing at all. Well, I think they I think they might be like an altcoin that is going to really try to like compete with like Dash, for example, right? Like they could, yeah. I mean, I'm um, sure that Roger Veer likes Dash a lot. That sounds like something. I mean, he's he's he, yeah, that's right. He did he did like 
Uh, do well, because the, Dash, because there's bought Dash the, last year. Because apparently there's more Dash commercials popping up, and Dash is they really trying are, to yeah. be like, oh yeah, if you want to pay for shit, you could use like this Dash thing. Um, so like I don't know, like like imagine we were a weird world where like remember remember how we always joke that like people are gonna like use Bitcoin and they're not gonna know it. Yeah. If like very like like a lot of people are like signing up and using like Bitcoin Cash, but like everything still settles to Bitcoin, like. Like like the average wouldn't like, surprise me. I don't know. Like, would the, is the average person going to think that like Bitcoin Cash is like? No, they're not going to give a fuck. That's right. the thing. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, it's 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 a very funny mm-hmm. world to me where you have Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin, and everyone like wants to stake their reputation on which one is is Bitcoin. Mm. Um, I mean, at this point, I, I I think it's difficult to make an argument as to what Bitcoin is. Everyone tries. Um, everybody tries to give you know these esoteric definitions that I think are sort of proving to be a little bit difficult to defend right like we always said that that hash rate was the decider right mm-hmm. um and then that changed to valid work wh- wh- wherever the most valid work is and then eventually valid work turned into uh valid equals um the work that a certain group of people decide is valid mm. so i mean i think it's a difficult it's a difficult conversation we had and the only thing that I can see at this point that distinguishes like one chain from another seems to be uh, where like you know who's working on it. Mm. Um, and what I like about Bitcoin is that I, I do think that fundamentally the best computer scientists are working on it. But that was the conversation we had last week about Grin. Like they're not only working on Bitcoin at this point, which really bothers me. Right. That Grin project's kind of weird because is is it? I mean, you have it's not all of them, but it's enough where. Well, it's, they are it's at some corners, which, which which bothers me. Like the fact that it's some. Well, know? it's it's like Andrew Polstra, for example. Yeah. Who, has, who, who like Andrew Polstra? Come on, bud. Yeah. Like he's he's got a long history here. They also might. It's also. I don't. I, I haven't read the anything about it, so I have like no idea how it works. But I think they're also writing it in Rust, which like a lot of devs are like, like any Rust trying to scratch their own itch. Well, any. Well, it, it's a very like popular language right now. It's it's, it's funny because like I have a feeling that like a, a lot of this like the. The the Bitcoin forking the the altcoin making mm-hmm. um, may may eventually prove to be just developers trying to scratch their own itch and like build something that they think is cool, yeah. Which which is a little bit odd, um, but yeah that that does that does kind of weird me out that like we have these core devs doing that because like if 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 at this point we're left with the argument that Bitcoin is the the coin that has the devs that you like on it, what do you do when those devs move? Mm. That's fucked up. Yeah. So it's a hard question. Well, it's it, it's like. Like everybody kind of like does come to consensus for the most part about like what is Bitcoin, maybe not Roger. Burr. I, I I generally agree. And like those people, so well, like Ro- Roger Veer's on a co- is on a campaign, and it's like it's tell you that Bitcoin is something else because he also agrees, right? That that's the purpose of the campaign. He is literally campaigning for his coin to be president of the coins. Mm-hmm. But everyone else agrees. Like what is the what is what is the president of the coins? They don't really know. It's hard to find. It's hard to give an expla- explanation as to why. But it just kind of like comes into consensus on its own. It's a weird, it's a weird question of like how do you define it? Um, well, I, I think that if you asked everybody what like what is Bitcoin, and mm-hmm. you asked them if it was Bitcoin Core, or Bitcoin Cash, you would end up with a pro- probably I don't know a, a significant a more significant portion than zero, mm-hmm. um, saying that they think Bitcoin Cash is Bitcoin, per their opinion. So like. Didn't Greg? So Greg Maxwell left Blockstream because he kind of wanted to. He said he's, he he to some more time on like the confidential transaction shit. Good. So and, and then you then you read like things like Luke Dash Jr. saying I I really I'm I'm gonna like I I could almost make the bet that like it's gonna require a hard fork 
if, if, if it's possible. Right. So like what happens when Greg Maxwell comes in and says, we want I've, I've done it, here's confidential transactions, but we need to do a hard fork. And then like Bitcoin splits again across the middle of like, like this issue made us question or made us at least ask the question of like, what is Bitcoin? And it kind of is like, well, how do we define it? And well, it's like, okay, well, yeah, you know, all back, Blockstream, core devs, ranging from all types of people, they're all working on well, Bitcoin. Well, at this point, but the, like, what if something else comes along that really spits right, it on at, the middle? At this point, what's really frustrating is that, like, the forking is a, it is, it's the most greedy and rational thing to do in some ways. Like, mm. if, if Bitcoin's going to fork, like, you might as well just continue the other fork. Mm. Like, why not? Free money. Right. Well, that's I how mean, people see it, at well, least. Well, a lot of if, if you're try, if you're gonna be ideological and be like, oh, I'm gonna get rid of all my Bitcoin cash because yeah. I just want Bitcoin. Well, that's fine, but like, there's 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 a lot of people out there that have a profit to either hold it or mine it or or continue it, which is fine. Um, but like, I, I don't know. Like now we have a bunch of other Bitcoin forks, like Bitcoin Private, Bitcoin Gold, and they don't. They're they're kind of everyone kind of like Bitcoin. Oh, what Bitcoin? Yeah, <laughs> but everybody's kind of like, oh, fuck, fuck those forks. If there was another fork that was even like really contentious, that took like let's say there was a debate that lasted a decade and ended with like Maxwell on one side and like a bunch of other core devs like, or something, whatever the hypothetical is, right? You'd have two sides that would everybody would be like, oh, these are the two most valuable yeah, coins, of right? Like, and which one's Bitcoin? You don't. It's hard to say. Like that would. But be- this is my point early on. Like we had the debate on the show. Like what is Bitcoin? I was saying it's hard to know. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Well, it might be a question we ask, you know, forever. Like, like that might be the question. I think that is the question of the century here. Yeah. What is Bitcoin? Right. Um, so did you see that Reddit this week? They were talking about local Bitcoins and their KYC. There was a thread that someone started and, and was like... So I think that this is evidence more th- yeah. that, like, Reddit Bitcoiners are not Bitcoiners. All right. They are not using local Bitcoins because local Bitcoins have been asking for KYC for, like, I don't know, a year. <laughs> like, seven months. Right, like I think they were just asking for a valid ID, and because because I saw this and was like I, I I don't know like there's not enough here to really suggest like like I'd want to talk to people that really use it that know this platform. Enough I mean I'm telling know. you they they've been asking for KYC they've been yeah. forcing uh, sellers and buyers both to KYC themselves which which is which is fine um, but that's like that's been that's been persistent for like six months and I only see it now on Reddit and I'm like oh, you guys. None of you use local bitcoins, mm. so that's that's what that was. Then. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think is going on there. Because I thought it was like they they stepped up like their current what, whatever they're doing right now for KYC and AML, uh-huh. and and now it's like, oh, what platform do we use type of thing? But, huh? Well, it kind of tells you a lot about like the the space. Like, there's been posts on our Bitcoin where there's people that are there that have seen. Well, you you talked about it last week with the back page thing. Like, right. how is this related to Bitcoin at all? Um, yeah, and it's, it's like, <laughs> and like that's that's very. I did my research and decided it's not. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Huh. So yeah. So like, I don't know. It was just. It's just. It's just. It's funny how like you you can watch a space evolve over time and like it kind of goes back to the twenty one thing, but like the narrative you can see how narratives are definitely going to be like not. Well, narratives get modified in a way that is like really amazing because like the new mm. the new people do not know the fights. That previously happened. Not only do they not know it, they think that like they don't think that they're important, mm. right? They don't think that the old guard are important anymore because they're here. They're like, well, you guys, we don't even think that you did anything important. We're here to take it over." Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, "Okay, like good luck, idiot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very complicated technology you're dealing with here. Enjoy it. Yeah. It's a goddamn like fucking uh, ring of power, and uh, and and if you touch it, you're gonna lose everything. 
and uh, and and we've all we've all watched it, and it's amazing. But it's also like you're gonna lose everything, mm-hmm. and you don't know that yet. So, like, yeah. good luck, noobs. Come in, go through all the iterations that every single person did. Tell us how Bitcoin's for IoT. Tell us how Bitcoin is going to revolutionize the pork uh, logistics industry. And and then and then at the end of it, you're gonna be here with us on yeah. the other side. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also the people and the projects and the companies that have made moves in the space that a lot of people were like, oh, this is what they're doing. They 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 end up they're gonna end up doing something completely different and then they're gonna remember for the thing like like what they did early on is gonna be forgotten. Right. Like I, I don't know enough about like all the history of like some of the big tech companies right now, but you know, were there things that they really tried that a lot of people at the time were like, oh this is gonna be a great idea and then they were turned out to be like complete failures. Right. Which yeah, companies like Google have had failed projects and stuff. Um but like the early internet day I don't I don't know. Like there's there's that there's the noobs. Um, it's just I I've, I've never paid attention to something so closely where like I, what 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 had happened during this period of time is not always what's going to be remembered as like right. the case. Did um, you did you see the robbery here that happened in I think it was Irving California? Yeah. So the these two guys so funny. <laughs> these two guys came in they they they, they, they bear spray they, the guy they bear, bear spray, spray the guy him. which is kind of funny. Uh, and then they, they they just took the but it looked like they took the cash out of the BTM. Of course, so they, they didn't take the Bitcoin out of the BTM. That's not right. a thing. Well, I didn't know how they because it says like they robbed a, a Bitcoin ATM. I didn't know like if they just took the whole thing or like how they actually how they did it. Well, someone said something really funny on Twitter to me. Like they were like, "Well, now they're going to go take the Bitcoin or they're going to take the cash and go sell it sell it into Bitcoin." And I was like, "You know what's funny is that Bitcoin really is the only way to sell your cash." Yeah, it it really is like well, you you usually can't sell cash. It's it's not really easy. But Bitcoin lets you sell your cash. Yeah, because if you wanted to get rid of that cash and turn it into something else, uh-huh. like Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the best option for yeah. that. Yeah, or or it is it is a very it's a highly viable option. Yeah, it's cashless. Because like that money, you got to figure out like how you how else would you would you get rid of it? Right, or, you know. Right, um, Bitcoin's perfect. Yeah, which is hilarious of them taking that money and going to another. Oh BTM yeah, yeah, that's what's like funny. They're gonna they're gonna go like they're gonna move the money from one BTM to another BTM. Right, and they're going to have you know it on a private key, and they're gonna mix it, and then they're gonna send it out somewhere else, and then yeah, gonna, you know, send it to the big big boss. Yeah, the big boss in Japan. <laughs> which is a funny thing. That's not true. Black people don't work with Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Japanese are like. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese are like foreigners to begin with. It's true, yeah. It's like I, I, I bet they like them the least. Well, there was another robbery thing that happened here too. Um, apparently, there was this guy in Iceland that that has been locked up. This guy looks just like a boss. I like him. He looks like a, a movie character. Well, this is a very like uh, his name's Logriglan. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a villain in a Bond movie. Yeah, he does yeah. And uh, he he escaped from some Iceland jail, and uh, and apparently he escaped on the same pres- on the same flight that the Swedish prime minister was on. Sindri Thor Stefansson escaped through window. Yeah, of a low security prison. They lost an article there. Um, yeah, isn't that hilarious? Like he he just walked right through the window. Yeah. But they but they were talking about how like Iceland's kind of hard to escape from, and like how it has a really low crime rate. Um. They mentioned the mining thing too, which is, I don't know. Like, it's funny. If like, apparently, so Iceland's, Iceland's crime rate goes up because, like, yeah, because like, they're Appar- a hot spot for mining. Apparently, the plane he jumped on had the prime minister on it. Yeah, which is hilarious. Do you see the picture of the prime minister? He looks like a, a cultic priest. I think that's the uh, that's the Indian prime minister. 
Oh, he's because 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 the Swedish the, prime minister. She's so. I think she's. Pretty. I think she's the. She's the Icelandic prime minister. Oh wow! And I think she was meeting with the Indian prime minister. That's they both look like they're heads of cults. Well, but but they but they said that the entire escape seemed to suggest that like he had help. Like this wasn't some low level criminal. This was this might have been like some guy that was like high up on a chain somewhere and like had the right connections to get out. I don't know. Um. Stephenson was among 11 people arrested for allegedly stealing cryptocurrency mining equipment in what is thought to be Iceland's biggest theft. The computers which were stolen in four thefts and have yet to be found have been valued at 200 million kroner or about $1.5 million. Yeah. So people are stealing, uh, instead of like going in and stealing diamonds, which are smaller and easier to carry, mm -hmm. they're going in and stealing Miners. Bitcoin miners. Yeah. Which is funny as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a lot of miners, too. 1.45 million. Yeah. Well, imagine if you had a, imagine an operation where, like, a, a couple of armed guys came into a mine, into, like, a big facility, and just was like, all right, everybody, uh, we're going to redirect where the money goes. What like, right, if they, just, if they like, just redirected it instead but, but, of, like, but, stealing the But they the were able to stay there for a few days and just, like, m whatever was mined at that time, like, ha have that redirected, and that, then just amazing. left. Well, you know that's possible, and I know that's possible, but, like, I don't know that these guys knew it was possible, so. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's that's an amazing that's an amazing story. Yeah, I like that that they're stealing. Why did they just walk into a jewelry store and steal diamonds? Because like that that seems like a better theft. They they may they, they maybe this was just really like this was an easy this was an easy heist. These guys also might like I don't know like the, I'm sure there are these crime rings that still exist where like they like they they get like these tip offs of like what's a good idea to, who, to go. Who, who what what kind of crime did this guy do previously that he was in jail? I don't know. I haven't. Uh, that's a good question, though, because this may actually this this. I feel like the whole island of Iceland is an Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, OK, <laughs> where am I going to go? <laughs> Greenland? I, like, where, where the fuck do you go to? Like, it, it's hard right. to leave. It's got to well, be. Well, right. There's, there's got to be like four flights a day that like leave Iceland. Yeah. There's there's just not enough people. It's just, it's just a tiny little island. Uh huh. So like, and you can't say any of the names there. So it would take you like three days to even like <laughs> find your terminal. I go to Schweiz. I go to fucking chicken, looking, looking, like in looking, Michigan, like a mucka. Yeah. Repeat that, sir. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck! That's that's an amazing little. I I love heists. Yeah. Especially modern heists. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So there was a group this week. Uh, I think it was at a conference that mm -hmm. was doing like a virtual currency in New York kind of panel. Um, but there's been like a lot of discussion over like the bit dev stuff or bit bit license stuff. Isn't that thing really ins like? This, isn't that fairly insignificant? Or I think so. I mean, but regulation generally is kind of creeping up now. Like everyone's talking about like what the SEC is going to do, right? Um, and you know, well, generally how to have a Bitcoin company in the U.S., which is interesting. Well, it, um, some of the uh, some of the VC firms like A16Z and like Union Square, they I, I think they like met with the SEC and were like, look, we we really want. You know, I, I don't know how they go about doing this, but they like they use like the term safe harbor. So like essentially like um, you know maybe trying to give them trying trying to convince them that maybe certain areas don't you know should be kind of considered different categories, I guess. Um, but I think that kind of is what spurred on this whole like discussion of of like what is you know what is the security in the space, how it's defined. Well, like, it looks like Andreessen Horowitz also is saying that like decentralization in some ways defines like whether something's a security or not. Mm -hmm. Like th that ETH itself has become so decentralized that it should not be deemed a security. Yeah. Come on. Right. I also saw something that said that like five to seven years, there's a statute of limitations on like how long you can prosecute something for being a security, which I don't know how accurate that is. Um, 
I thought that there was the no article f- statute of limitations on like fiduciary crimes. I don't know. I have no idea. But I mean, like the argument there. I mean, is, I mean, we all know this. It's obvious. But like Ethereum was not. It, it wasn't a Litecoin or or a Monero no. or you know. Um, it, it was it was not for security. You kind of mentioned that like maybe it w- it was a security, but like eventually it kind of like becomes. Like it might not be classified as one now. Well, that's Siebert's, Siebert's claim. It was that like it was a security when it was sold because it had like it was mm-hmm. promised. It was like it met all the requirements of a security. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after it was sold, like now it might not be it might not be a security at this point if you're buying it like from an exchange or something like that. But that it was like when it was offered, which is interesting because mm-hmm. like I, I think that's I think that's probably a pretty cogent analysis of a lot of this. Like these things can change. It's like how some tokens are regulated by the SEC and some are regulated by what the, the CFTC. Um, because they're, you know, they're like Bitcoin's probably a commodity, right? Mm. Um, these other things like the, the tokens offered on there, which are like quasi equity tokens, those are probably securities. So they're different things just because mm. it's on a blockchain or just because it is a blockchain doesn't mean it's the same thing as previous blockchains. Right. And it just cause it's a token doesn't make it like, you know, Bitcoin. Right. So, well, you know, we know that the SEC has been going after some of these ICOs, yeah. um, but there's still like a lot of like it's still just a giant question of like if and how they're going to do the things that we'd like to see them do, like go after Ethereum or, or, or at least some of these bigger things, Yeah. which, you know, Ethereum's also kind of going through like, well, it's always going through shit, but, um, for example, uh, EIP 867. I saw this. This is great. Was merged as like a, a considered EIP, which is just a, um, an outline for like, if we were to make, uh, changes to give people their money back like how would we do that like how would we classify that yeah and that conversation keeps happening and i saw that the like like the subreddit thread for ethereum like a lot of people were like arguing like there is legitimacy to like consider these things i like the idea of like having a a committee that you can propose like i lost as much ethereum i need it back please make sure that i get it yeah um well like for the example that because like early on ethereum um like if you if you if you fucked up how to send if you fucked up the address like yeah. they didn't have checks on the, yeah. the address so it ended up going to like they, they the still ether. don't have checks checksums right I don't think yeah they they don't right um but at the time it was really easy to fuck that up on yeah. the command line and that's why it happened I think so they were like yeah like if it was if it was to that and I think it's now considered a burn address where people would not, it w- basically it would default to zero and right. it would send it there zero address so they're like well that's that's not something you'd hard fork for because everyone knows that now. But if it, but they, but then they're like, if it was a, if it was, if it was like a parity wallet, where the I would be so smart contract was destroyed, zero, yeah, so fucking pissed. But like, they're 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 really considering. I mean, I mean we've talked about it. Like Ethereum, as time goes on, there's gonna be more and more people that are gonna want that to happen. Yes. Um, and now you have a now you have a, now you have a measure to cha- make those changes and get your money back. Um, Vitalik may or may not be like. He may be on the opposite side of that, but you know he's gonna be he, he's gonna want to have like he less impressive the space, so right? There you go. Or, right. Well done, Vitalik. He. This is what we predicted. So yeah. Congrats. Well, well, that that event really changed everything. Yeah, I mean, it, and and you and you see, it it, it kind of seems like it's obvious what's going going to happen. And also, like the whole forking thing is such a big trend right now oh yeah everyone wants to do it. um that like there's gonna be there's gonna be more contentious for it there's gonna be more uh, sorry there's gonna be more forks over something like this um there's probably gonna be you know a forking over uh when they decided to like change the 
the consensus algorithm. Of course. Um, Although now, did, did you hear that they're actually considering a hybrid solution, hybrid POS POW? I saw they put that out. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's but wasn't funny. that wasn't that like one of the things that they like thought about a long time ago? I, and then probably, I mean, all these things were considered at one time. Yeah, I mean, like they went round and round. Do you remember the twelve dimensional hypercube? Right. That was a Vitalik solution to like hard questions about. Which is funny if they're leaning toward a hybrid model because yeah. it's, it kind of tells you like. Well, they realized the risk. Yeah. Which was obvious from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that that's probably what they'll move to is this like hybrid uh, POW POS system, which will just default to POW essentially. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Also, apparently Amazon released a new service where it, like it was like a one click thing to host an Ethereum node. Really? Um, or they made it a lot easier to get set up running Ethereum on. On AWS, I think there've been services for that for a while. Probably, but yeah. I think I think but I think like they officially spot like I think it's their service like it's it's coming for AWS. I know again. I know people who say that they're trying to get their they're they're basically buying services that they can like stake tokens twenty four hours a day three hundred sixty five days a year. So they're like buying computers in the cloud to stake the tokens in, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, um, I mean like I, I I think there's an industry cropping up over this like all, all this stuff. And I'm wondering what's going to happen because people are probably going to get stuck in a lot of these coins. Yeah, well, I th I think you're going to have like you're going to have that combined with like further SEC regulation that's going to like regulate the shit out of Ethereum. Like, I, I think there's going to be so many on it that it's just going to like like it's it's decent its centralization is going to kind of occur in a weird way. Um, and they'll just be and if everybody doesn't want to go down that chain, that they'll just fork off into like something else. Right. Um. Which is I, funny because, like, because because it also means that like China might want to have its own like regulated Ethereum. Why not? Which is funny because gov like governments might come in and start regulating you know like these chains and then like those are the government sponsored chains. Like. Ugh, Ethereum. It's funny to me because like there is I mean there is pre like Ethereum can do what Bitcoin does. The, the, the only difference is that Ethereum has this like giant attack surface, mm. and uh, you know as, as Vitalik said that is that's the red herring. So I mean I wouldn't surprise me if Ethereum starts to move away like it starts to slowly like remove portions of. The Turing complete uh, computer language that they've always claimed it had, mm. and um, move it into like other you know you know avenues, mm. like move it into other places. Because hmm. why have that attached to the chain? Like it's kind of proven to be a debacle. Yeah, which would be funny because then again, like you're well, you're but all these ICOs, like, like, like I think they need that they need they need those features in order to like do their token. Well, unless they're uh, unless their features are really just multisig, uh, like wallets right so like what ethereum would do if i were them is just like figure out what these icos needed mm -hmm. and then just start to slowly deprecate parts of like the turing complete language mm. which which would allow them to like improve security and well else. it'd be funny if, if 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 the most decentralized ethereum iterated back to like to, to like bitcoin the very basic bitcoin right yeah. <laughs> so i think it's funny it's like, <laughs> like if, if ethereum just basically like okay okay we need like nltv uh, we need check lock time verify. We need like a few features, and 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 then we need to like build a lightning network like thing on top of it. Yeah, <laughs> and Segwit. Yeah, but like yeah, like it's it's very funny to me because like I, I could very well see that happening on Ethereum. Yeah, and then like and then like the regulated chains with that weren't that would be like very like managed by like Google and Amazon. And running drive and chain just to bring Paul Stortz over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Come on over. So last week we had a story about the guy who was like posting uh, private keys in Ethereum to basically get people to like add gas that he was like sending away. Yeah, and that's people are posting their private. People are trying to pull that scam off in some of these uh, these Telegram is channels. It, is it working in, in any of them or just? So to be really honest with you, I, my thought was I, I, when I saw them do that, I knew immediately why he was doing it. I was of like, course. oh, I should go load this in the, the my Ether wallet yeah. and see what happens. But I was like, I don't know enough about Ethereum to know whether or not that that may or may not like. 
But nah, this, you this should go really do it. Go look. It's hilarious. Yeah, but like, what if? I don't know. Like, I'd have to. I have to. I have to. I have to look at the. I was. I was waiting for someone to post an address to like that way. I, I didn't have to do it because I was like afraid of opening up a private key that like did something weird with like a smart contract. I don't know. I, you're I got afraid paranoid. that it's like download on your computer or and, like, it's, take it's, over your it's your gonna like do, IoT devices. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid of I'm afraid of those type of uh, those type of like, And your fridge won't stop buying chicken. Yeah, um, <laughs> that'd be a fucking hilarious hack. Which is, uh, I mean, I put the private key there, so you yeah, can I check it if you want. Right, <laughs> we can do this live, and we'll see yeah. we'll see what's going on. There. And then watch watch the whole show explode. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it just shows like. Um, Big Blake screen, and then all of a sudden, like everything's <laughs> affected. Sean, like we're crypto lockered. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'd be just. Which is funny because that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, no, it's, of course it's not. That's a, that's a stupid thing. Uh, new wallet. How do I get into an old wallet? You oh, if you click on um, it should say something like import private key, or there's like a private key, private like key. manually enter private key, and then you could just copy and paste it in there. Uh, password plus your private key. Okay, let's try this. Getting started, creating a wallet. No, don't don't do that feature. No. Go, it's a, it's at the bottom. It, at the bottom, or, or it's at the bottom of those options that I they give you. It, dude. I don't see it. I, I I don't see it. Okay, let me try. <laughs> You're gonna blow your your whole computer up here. Uh, G- goodbye, well, Sean. This, this computer's okay. <laughs> um, but it's just funny that, that that's 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 gonna be more and more of a thing. I hope. I hope so too. I like I like a lot of these very creative scams. Like they're very very funny to me. Like some of the most hilarious. Um. By the way, we need to get Francis Co- Coppola Coppola on. She said she would come on. So like that would be a great little show. Um. She's she's like the American Isabella Kaminska. Mm-hmm. Only Isabella's much smarter. I think. You know, like seems to know her stuff. Well, you've you've talked to Francis before, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know a lot about like what she's been up to lately or like she, where she's she a lot of criticisms of Bitcoin and I think that her criticism like here's the thing. Isabella Kaminska has a lot of criticism uh, criticisms of Bitcoin that I think are rooted in sort of a historical understanding of like monetary systems and money. Francis's tend to be gripes about like technology that can be fixed. Uh, like this last week she was complaining about the fact that like Lightning Network hasn't considered the fact that you need lots and lots of connections in order to work. Which of course they've considered. Mm-hmm. She asked a dev about it, and he's she's like, "What if it can't find a a, a payment, um, like road, right to to mm-hmm. the endpoint?" And he's like, "Well, then the payment would fail." And she's like, "You haven't even considered this. That's ridiculous." And I'm like, "Well, maybe he's just telling you that it's unlikely in right. a world of lots and lots of nodes and connections." Yeah, which it is. Like that's that's kind of the point. Like Bitcoin would fail too if it didn't have enough nodes or if it didn't have enough miners or whatever. Like it's just it, like I, I think that her criticisms tend to be a little bit. Uh, Ungenerous, uncharitable. This private key, according to EtherScan, has 250 grand worth of tokens on really? it, which is a fuck ton more than the scam. From really? How do, okay, so how do we get on it? Um, so how did you do it? Oh, so if you go to on the top, it says view wallet info. Okay. And then it says, how would you like to access your wallet? Go to private key and pop that sucker in oh, there. Private, okay, I'm gonna do that. Private key. Um, Un- unlock. And if you look at my Ether wallet, um, which I don't, I don't really it's, like, it says it zero. Feel like it's, a wa- it's got nothing in it. It has no ETH in it. Now take so that address. Yeah. Just look, show all tokens. Look, no, yeah, but you have to you have to see the balance Holy on Ether fuck. Scan. There's a lot of tokens in there. You're right. So take the address and then post and then um, post it into EtherScan.io. Which which uh, which tokens are there? Because you have to click to load each one. No no no! Don't load the tokens. Go to the go to the look for the 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 address. Yeah. There's an address there. Now go to go to etherscan.io. Okay. And see, 
Sean, you're, you're like, like Ether Ether Buddha. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 the hedge fund manager, so I know I know how to do <laughs> Ether things. <laughs> scan. This is how this is how Ethereum. This is how you look at Ethereum and, and do things with Ethereum. Okay. I guess. Oh wow! Look at that. I mean, there's a lot of t- there's a lot of tokens here. Um, Token balance two hundred fifty four thousand dollars. Can we can we have that? I well I I, I don't think so. <laughs> there's a lot of transactions here of uh, people attempting is that moving ether in and out. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm guessing is that it's just set up to move ether to other places, which is funny because like I don't know. Um, it's like it's like a game. Is it a game trying to get that money out? I think it is. Well, that's the thing because if because if uh, if you had some like really knowledgeable Ethereum devs that like understand how, however, however this thing works, however they're allowed to have those tokens in there and just redirect the address, um, there may be somebody out there that can really crack it. I would think so too. But like that's a lot of money as the like that's a lot of money to stick in there in order to like scam people. Yeah, yeah that's a high risk. Like that guy must be like really confident that no one can get that. I mean, like, we're, we're kind of just looking at this live for the first time. Right. I don't know if there's something else here that may Black be like... moon crypt... Okay, he has a lot of... He has Icon, I-C-X. Which, these all might be like... Oh, I wonder if... You know what it could also be? They, these could also be, like, not real tokens that, he, like, somebody created. And, and then it, and then he pumped on, like, and one he pumped exchange. Him, so it, it That's looks, true. It looks, like it's, it looks like it's, like, a high amount of money. He has 75,001 I-C-X tokens. Like I'm guessing that like if Ethereum people looked at this, they'd be like, no, this is actually like th- there's other things going on. Like all these tokens, like it's I- probably he, what's a, what's a decentralized ether exchange? Oh. oh no, Icon is on uh, Coin Market Cap. Oh, there's uh, sixty six million dollars in volume yesterday. Huh. Oh yeah, he has like fuel and other shit. Look at that, Dante, uh, Sean. We have to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, send, send ether well, there. I don't know if I <laughs> it's a, here, let me send some ether to it. <laughs> <laughs> Vin five BTCP, CSAT, Bobex fund. I like this is a, I mean this is a lot of shit. Um and I think this is I'm looking at some of these addresses here on Etherscan to see like it's going coming in 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 the in address is the same. Uh I don't know. I don't I don't really know how any of this works um the out the out address is has like small amounts of ether in it interesting but it's only like 46 dollars huh um so the guy has two the guy has potentially 250 grand there and it only has gotten 46 dollars from this this may not be a very like profitable thing to do no it's it's not a very profitable scam is it um because but but that's what happened with the other guy the guy had like 30 grand in there or of something and i think he walked away with like uh like three, qu- three quarters of yeah, an ETH. It, was, it wasn't that much. So, like, it wasn't that much at all. Um, but it's so still you, a hilarious scam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how do I do that? I want to figure out how to, like, take his coins. Well, <laughs> but, like, you're, you don't even know. Like, we don't even know how any of this works. There's people that have, that have seen this that have been probably trying to... Try well, I bet they're like... like, I, like I, it's funny to knock around on this stuff because I, I bet you someone looks at that and is like, I mean, here's, like, four theoretical ways to do it, but here's why each of them is very unlikely to work. Yeah. Very interesting. I, I really like I like these ether scams because this is what ETH is for. Yeah. This is what pri- is smart contracts are for. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is this is a proper use case <laughs> for them. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 great. I love it. Yeah. Um. So did you see that Discover Card has joined the Digital Chamber of Commerce? Yeah. Uh. Th- this is the beginning of the end. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes back to that whole like 
I remember when Bitcoin was more about like we gotta like displace credit card companies because because like credit card fees were too high. Well, what's funny to me is that all and this like stuff that was like the yeah, main reason. And, and, for and banks are evil, right? And now well, we're like iterating right back to like banks and credit cards, right? Well, the credit card thing always like after like more valuation was like eh, that's that's not really that's not like a big component of, of no. like why we're why we're here or no. like why why this is interesting or whatever, right? Um, but like it was always like what you know people always like looked at credit cards as like this this significant thing or is it significant? But like isn't Discover like the like the smallest of all the credit I cards? Probably like, they're they're, they're, like, they're the poop brand. Yeah, yeah. So like they're probably they're probably willing to try anything. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all right, we'll try this. It's gonna really damage our reputation. Yeah, ah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're, they they don't. I mean, I, I don't know if they're the smallest, but they're they're like, mm -hmm. you know, the the least. Rep, they're they're not le less reputable than the others, but they're like, they they. I, I mean, this is so stupid. Like, what 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 is Bitcoin going to offer a credit card company? Mm. Right. I, I can't wait to hear that explanation. Yeah. Like, how are they how are they going to find they blockchain want, they want technology? Slow, or they want to slow down their transactions. Yeah. They want like more difficulty. They want consensus because they believe that their network is always being attacked from within um you know it's just it, to me I, I look at it i'm like okay this is so dumb it well, might be a way for them to like be more compliant by saying like look we're not even in charge of this like network to offset to off, off that risk over yeah, to like maybe yeah. which or, would be odd or they're just joining this because like they feel like they need like they bum need to be a part bum of it bum 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 right they might just be converting their databases over to blockchains that's that's what i've been like recommending companies do lately yeah well what does that mean? <laughs> just call your, your blockchain a, your database a blockchain. Yeah. And you're good. <laughs> Point at it and be like, that's, yeah, a, that's blockchain. a blockchain. Now, now, now you're a blockchain company. Yeah. I, I, feel like, I, I feel like in some ways Bitcoin and like these, these private companies, it's like the search for the Yeti. Like it, how people go out there and they look for like Bigfoot. Yeah. That's, that's what the search for like the use of a blockchain in, in a private business is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're looking. Yeah. Where, is it under this rock? No. Oh boy! Like, <laughs> where is it? Like, there's just there's no uses. Yeah. No one can find anything, and then they keep announcing uses. Like, well, like Santander is going to start using Ripple. No, you're not. Yeah. And like the the limited use of it. Like, I, I was hearing. What's funny to me is that if you want to know like how rep, how stupid the Ripple project is in terms of its announcements, go to the Stellar community, and they'll tell you. What do you mean, like, like just? Well, if you go to Stellar, like mm -hmm. the Stellar community is really bought into Stellar. So they'll tell you why all the all the all the Ripple announcements are really dumb, well, <laughs> which oh, is hilarious because they're competing with they're yeah competing yeah they're competing Ripple. with it. So they'll, they'll like but it's Ripple, the same but it's right because Ripple the same comes thing, out so. Ripple comes out with like uh, Santander's using uh, Ripple and then like you find out that like the only time that that's ever really useful maybe is when you are working with American Express, which isn't a bank, and they need to send money to Santander because those are the only two companies that have really like announced a integration with Ripple, mm -hmm. and since nobody else has, like it's useless. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But those are two big names. That's funny. Um, yeah, like, I don't... Uh, I mean, we've been seeing these companies say that they're, like, joining these organizations, or they're becoming blockchain companies yeah. and stuff, and it's just... It, it, it's such a, like... I don't know, like... Well, Oracle's already done it. Um, you know, like, it's... It's, yeah. it's funny to me. I mean, like, there's so many companies that are, like, declaring... That they've added blockchain to their business, and their business is fundamentally not, not in any way different. Right. Speaking of credit cards, um, that thing that you saw in Vice last week, the... It's gone. 
Yeah. Yeah. No one. I, I I've been getting twit tw- twits twits tw- twits Tweets. about that all week. Everyone's telling me that they can't find it anywhere. Vice anywhere. Right. Well, Vice Vice pulled it from sites that were trying to like put it yeah. up on YouTube or Daily Motion or whatever, and like to it's show gone. that video. But they took it down from their site. It. They, they have a story about it where they talk about it. But they, they took away the video completely. So it's not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen next week. But I am working on getting a guy who's been doing that for a while and who just got cleared of charges, I think. So like I'm working on getting him in. I would like to talk to him, to interview him, uh, and talk to him about like the racket. Because like, th- that was amazing. Yeah. Well, because it's, I mean, it's, it's a very interesting thing that's going on there. Um, yeah. But it seems like Vice uncovered a story that they were like asked to, to take that stuff I, down. Something happened. Or maybe maybe that guy is being targeted by law enforcement and like they, they really didn't want that video to be out there. Um, well, they, they did want it. Oh, the, the person. Or do you think Vice? Do you think Vice? Like after they re- after they did the story and released it, um, maybe, maybe their attorneys were like, "Oh, this is actually like really." That's what I'm wondering. Because is like, did, did Vice release it? And they're like, "You are now complicit." Because like at the end, the guy goes and parties with them, right? Oh, right. So, well, well, so so funny enough. Even though I found like a mirror for it, um, I never actually watched the whole video. So I really? didn't get, yeah, I didn't get a chance so, to so actually at the, like. At the yeah. end, Vice the Vice reporter goes to a club. And where the guy spends stolen money on the vice on the vice reporter, so like I'm wondering if that makes him like weirdly complicit in it. I was mm. when I was watching it, that was my first thought. I was like, what? Huh? Like I- as a reporter, you can't really go out with the like reportee and and like you know have him spend his like right. you know think about it like you're a reporter and like you're in a ba- you're you're in, I don't know a car that's going like that's on its way to to like rob a Chase bank or something like that right and then afterwards you like go to the strip club with the, the robbers and like record it like that might be a problem right <laughs> that's funny if that reporter like did that that's what I was like to know. I think that yeah. would be I think that would be like to me that was the part of the the documentary that kind of like went downhill like the guy was like we can go to the the club. I can spend, you know, 2000 bucks on you and I'll save 1000 for myself. Right. And, and then they did. The reporter may have been in a situation where he was like, well, we're, we're at a club and what we're doing here is legal, but then consider that the money that was being spent right. on him came from these... Right, these from like a PS4 it, that was stolen. Because it's kind of different if you were like, let's say you were, in, you, were in, you were investigating like a drug dealer uh-huh. or, or you're journaling... Or, Journaling. You, you you're, were you're, you were reporting on a story and you were like talking to a drug dealer and then like you would know not to do cocaine. You don't right do the cocaine with the drug dealer, right? So you would know that. But if you went out somewhere and the guy's like, "Oh, can I buy you like a burger?" Like that, mu- like that, because he's it's buying you hard, money that came from somewhere. Like I don't know. That's like, a hard. That's a hard. That's a hard like thing to assess. Like I don't think that you would go to jail for for getting a burger bought for you by a guy who sells cocaine. But I think that if you were to like buy the cocaine from him or do the cocaine with him, mm-hmm. I mean that would be that would be the crime. So then, when you have a guy that's committing credit card fraud, but I'm not a lawyer, so right. I don't know. Well, because then when you have a guy that's committing credit card fraud, like that money that he's spending on you at a club, for example, he's I mean he kind of told him he, like he basically was like I'm going to spend this money on you like the, and this is like the money I right. got. If the guy was just like let me just you know let me just buy you food, let me just buy you a drink or it, something. Well, if Vice had been like look, uh, we'll we'll pay for the night at the strip club but you can't. You can't. I, that would probably be different, but it sounds like right. this guy actually went to the strip club with the guy. That's what it sounded like. And so the I'm, guy, wondering, and, I'm wondering if that was the tort. And and the Vice reporter didn't have a, uh like a back of, of a thing like, "Well, I didn't really know where the money came from or not." Like the guy right. explicitly just, was like <laughs> he spent the whole day like right. s- like watching where the money comes from. Yeah. And the guy was like, "Yes, this is money that I just made." Um, we're going to go spend it at the strip club. And maybe the vice reporter didn't actually go to the strip club. It, it sort of implies that he did, though, mm. which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, you don't think, like, because the other thought, too, is, like, people are like, oh, 
the government doesn't want that information out there. I think the government don't give a fuck. Although right. I heard I heard an interesting one this week that like um, there was a MythBusters a few years ago where they did a thing on RFID chips and how easy it would be to steal the info. And apparently they got cease and desist from like Amex and you know uh, Discover and all these these companies huh. or, or like Mastercard and, and American Express or something. But like th- they 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 were given cease and desist right for the MythBusters. Huh. So I mean I could see something like that because like I, I think that like the insidious secret is that uh, that credit cards are easy to steal. Mm. <laughs> and what's amazing is the guy sounds like he was getting like furniture delivered like right to his house. Mm. Yeah, it, it they really don't. Uh, it's amazing that like the, it, it, it's kind of like it's not really secret, but to kind of like bring that information out there so openly is such a like it, it gets contentious. Well, I want to know. It's what's amazing how it's amazing how easy it is. I mean, we talk about what, what's going to happen to credit cards when like if this is the norm. Like that that's that's my question. If like mm-hmm. it is that easy to steal credit card information, and it's that easy to copy credit cards. And in his claim, he, if it's that easy to copy the chip and pin system, what's the point? Yeah. Well, I think it goes into like we, we don't have an alternative to like. I think that there's such an easy alternative to it, by the way. What, what is, what's the alternative? Move, move credit cards to your phone and have like you like verify payment through like a QR code or something. That's generated at the point of sale. Mm-hmm. And that requires like, I don't know, s- uh, signatures from your phone right there. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a cryptographer. I don't know what the, uh, the vectors of attack would be there. Mm. But like, it seems to me if you had like a sort of two-factor authentication system where you require people to use their phones um, in some way in, in the transaction, you'd probably end up with like a much more robust system. Mm. But I don't know. Yeah, because cause that, that might not be like the worst thing in the world. I mean, if you think about like Google, who has your number, and that you, you know, they have like a Google Authenticator thing. I, I don't know like why credit cards just don't use like what, exactly what Bitcoin does with the public-private uh, sort of encryption system where the, the key rotates yeah. and you just uh, at the point of sale are like, you know, making a purchase with your, your current key. Yeah, I mean, maybe a system built around that idea is a little bit more, com- like it's more cumbersome to like bring that about. Sure, but um, then like it costs yeah, a lot. You just, I, mean, I bet it doesn't. It's 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 all. They might be in a position. They might just be in a position where it's it's, it's just the cost of all of this, like all of this credit card stealing going on. Um, it's literally just rolling encryption, right? Right, but like uh, encryption is one of those things that, like, like people are going to have like shit stolen, and there's a lot of there's issues sure. that you have to like figure out. So like, how do you like how do you go about um, like phones, but like. You're, now, now it's like well, everyone has to have a phone, and then like what happens? Well, if I just, lose my just phone issue cards so to people that you know, whatever, and then and then make it a higher rate to use the card. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the direction Apple Pay was going right. in, and like some of these other, um, you know, uh, payment options, right? I so would just, it, it's I would going just think that you could do like a, a, a rolling encryption sort of thing with your phone and with your credit card, and uh, and that would solve most most fraud problems. I, I don't know though. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not a, a fraud expert, but that I don't understand how. Like that wouldn't solve those problems with fraud, considering that like credit card companies are less concerned with like stopping all fraud and more concerned with like lessening it or mitigating it. Right. Right. And that would definitely solve that problem of like creating cards on the fly. Yeah. If you were like rolling encryption and we have a public private key, it's all open source software. You can easily like implement it. It'd probably take Bank of America like 20 minutes to like build this thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a, it's weird that like there seems to be a, vi- a very viable option for that that is not widely deployed yet. Right. Um which, you know, might be reflective of things we just don't know. Right. But 
Speaking of things we don't know, yeah. why why did Pornhub uh, start accepting Verge? What what's going on there? I don't think anybody really knows. It, you know, I, I, not to go into all these shit coins, but this one this was a weird one because you actually had a company that accepted this fucking thing, and we're like, yeah, we're gonna take Verge. Verge has been pumping like an like an announcement coming for a while, um, which was funny because they were like talking about something big is gonna happen soon. While and this was the one we talked about that had a lot of issues where someone was. Uh, doing that time attack on them, um, and then Pornhub just comes out and goes, "Yeah, we're 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 partnering with with Verge. We're going to take it." Um, and I don't think they accept Bitcoin anymore. Like, or did they ever? I don't. Right. I don't. I don't, I don't know if they, they ever did or not yeah. ever. But I, I I don't think they accept it now. I've, at I've all. never paid for porn, so like, yeah. Why? I, well, who who would like? Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird like, like maybe that's like a stupid like thing. Like, oh yeah, we'll accept this for 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 some reason. I think it's for like young kids, but like you have to like pay for Pornhub. I think if you want to like follow like certain models and stuff, but like I, I can't imagine. Well, it's a weird like thing to like pay for. Like you have to be like really weirdly you have to be into a it. Weird dude to like want to pay for porn. I feel like. Yeah. Like what? What are you getting in that package that you can get I, for a elsewhere? friend? Right. It's Maybe, gotta be like a friend. That's, or, that's what you're getting. Or like ac- Yeah, you get like access to the actual. Yeah. Like, like she'll chat with you or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's some. Or you'll get to like ask her to like do certain videos for you or something. Um, I yeah. w- which is interesting because you think those girls would just go on like the streaming, like the cam sites and then like, like meet those guys with them. But maybe, maybe there's, maybe, maybe that's just not how that What's hilarious works. is that Charlie Lee tweeted out like, please accept Litecoin too. Right. Like he, well, that's, that's what's really funny. And they replied back. Uh, did you sell your Litecoin? Reply. Like I, I want you to please <laughs> accept Litecoin also. Yeah. Like that was oh a weird thing God. for him to jump in on and yeah. like, promote. Like, like yeah, take take Litecoin if you if you have any questions, well, I'll help you. I'll help you accept it. They're like, we're good, bro. Well, they they literally tweeted back that you that you sell is Verge, your is Verge Litecoin. Is Run in Florida, by the way? So the guy that's one of the lead devs behind it is a Florida guy that's yeah, been arrested multiple Pornhub times. Yeah, and Pornhub is Brazzers, so that makes sense. They probably knew the Brazzers guys. Well, but but it also seems that like he's been arrested. They're they're gonna get hit. Like like I think. Is Pornhub complicit at running a pump and dump here? I don't know. Because the price tanked after like this announcement was made. Right. Because this was you they know. were selling it, they were buying into it and selling into it. Right. Um so like how 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 did this come about? Like was this guy just had a really good relationship with them? Was like this is the token to, to take? I, I think he just yeah, probably. Like it, they're, it's they're it might be something they like that. Fuck. It's not like they're scrupulous. Right. Well, okay, that's fine. But at what can you be I, I don't care about scruples because like it's a porn company. But like, at what point might may they be, uh, you know, taking a risk and opening themselves up to something like that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I can't imagine that they're not like that. That isn't a huge risk for them. Yeah, I would think it would be. I I don't I don't really understand uh, the dynamics of like pumping and dumping. Mm. Um, I mean, like I I understand the dynamics, but I don't like understand like when a, a company would be like complicit in it or like whether it would matter in crypto at all. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. Like it's, it's a, like, I can't believe they, they accepted such a, like, it's just a little shit coin. Yeah. It's I, I think it's hilarious. I mean, like whoever's the guy behind this thing. Well done. Is, is really well good. Well done. At, really good at the pumping. Yeah. Really. Well, because he got McAfee to tweet about it back in like October and November. Oh yeah. When McAfee was relevant. Right. Yeah. Before <laughs> McAfee started like, yeah. Every week. But like, but like, this is one of those shit coins that has been doing a really good job at being a shit coin. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like well, they're doing well at marketing. That's yeah. like what they're good he's at. Really, so. Yeah. He's really, he's really good at that. Um, oh my God. That's great. So. I love that. Please, let's like coin. Yeah. Um, David Hogg is back at it. I wish Dante were here to discuss this because, like, uh, this yeah. is his. 
This is his butt boy. He yeah. hates David Hogg so much. <laughs> well, the guy's kind of the guy's the guy's he's a, such a cock. He's such an arrogant little kid that you know is at the forefront of this whole thing. Um, and he's been you know in the news for a while, right? But he uh, he decided to tweet and go after a very hilarious. Uh, so, like he's stick his tiny penis in. Yeah, he's yeah. been de- declaring like boycotts on different uh, different entities the last few like months. So he's been doing this like continuously. Like, oh, this, these these guys boycott, boycott, them. boycott. And boycott. people are like following him, and like I think it's hilarious. But this one I think indicates that like he's been let off his leash, and he's like making decisions on his own because this was the dumbest one. Right. So he he asked everyone to boycott BlackRock and Vanguard. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. Like, do you have money in BlackRock? Not in BlackRock. Yeah, no one does. Right. And I mean, they. Well, because I've always known of BlackRock, but I don't know exactly like what they focus on specifically. I just figured it's like it's it's not consumer. BlackRock has fucking tentacles everywhere. So, for example, they own Vivint Security. Okay. Um, and they own a bunch of other businesses, but like a lot of what like they they do a ton of real estate buying. Um, they're huge, and they own the Spider Funds. So, like a lot of people have their money in those ETFs, but. There, you know, like BlackRock and Vanguard are like just two giant ETF holders. So, so you know, David Hogg's uh, ETF and index. E- David Hogg's claim is that they're the biggest <laughs> investors in guns in, in gun uh, stocks. Yeah, which is obviously true. Right, because they're invested in a lot of things. They're they're, they're fucking indexes. Right. So, like, I, I'm watching people on Twitter. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull my my money out of Vanguard right now, and I'm like, okay, good for you. They're gonna put it in Schwab in exactly the same like fund. It's it's not going to matter, right? Like they're just moving money from Vanguard to invest it elsewhere. If you it's don't want to like be exposed to gun stocks, then you have to get your money out of the market, right? Well, no, no, that's not true. Like there, oh, there okay. is in fact a social responsibility stock uh, that you can buy into at Vanguard. <laughs> oh, like it, it, it takes out like all of the vice, all the vice stocks. But who did her? But like, so so what is it? It's not it's not oil, tobacco, guns. Like yeah. what 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 is it like? So, so well, who decides that? First of all, that's my first question. Uh, which. I guess they just do. Modern society, I guess. But I, be, I bet that thing really underperforms. Yeah, well, let's look at it. Socially responsible stock. <laughs> uh, it's the, the it's FT, so funny. FTSE. It's kind of like one of those funds that invest only in like, women-run companies yeah. and shit. Like, there's, there's all these like social... I mean, there's a product for your ideology, of right? Of course there's, there is. That's, that's how this always works out. Yes. So there is something he can probably put his money in. Yeah, he could. Um, like, right at Vanguard, too. Right. But, but the stupidity is misunderstanding what Vanguard's about uh-huh. like, and how it... Operates, I Let guess. Let me see here. So finance.google. Let's go finance.google. Oh, you can compare it. Okay. There um, VTSAX is the one I usually do. Like it's like there's all there's all types of things you can Right. So so uh, the, the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index uh, slightly has overperformed over the last three months. Over the last year, it's done much better <laughs> over the last five years. Um, you're seven percent down if you are oh no. Uh, you're you're up if you invested over the last five years. In in the social yeah, fund? Yeah, yeah, in the social fund. Over the lifetime of the fund, you're down, but in the last five years, it's done slightly better. <laughs> oh, well, it's just the last five years. Yeah, but if you if you invested how in it, it been, How long has it been around? Uh, it looks like 2001 or so. If you invested okay. in 2001, uh, 2001, January, 2000. It started November of 2000. If you have been invested since then, uh, your money in the total stock market has grown 125% and your money in that fund has grown eighty five percent. So, um, well, but you know what? You know measure what? measure the conspiracy. But I, yeah, but I bet those funds include tech companies, yeah, and like other companies that have done really, th- that have just generally done well. So, like, you can't really you can't look at like last five years. But that's that's always yeah, that's always the case. That's always the case. Like, yeah. they, they they always will. 
Um, I mean, over over certain periods, it's it's a question of like how long over like thirty, fifty, a hundred years. Right. And of course, this fund will do worse. Yeah. Um, it's hilarious. But right. And that's a lot it, worse, actually. That's hugely worse. Yeah. So like I don't know. It's uh. But 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 like you you wrote like a whole blog post about this. Thing. I did. I, re- I responded with a blog to David yeah. Hogg, um, basically just giving it like an explanation of why it doesn't make any sense to like divest yourself of these two companies. It's actually a hilarious thing to try to do. And like the, the Vanguard has done more for the American economy than almost any other company mm. in, in the modern age. Like with the invention of uh, these low cost index funds, mm-hmm. like it's just it's just remarkable how much the middle class has been able to grow like their savings and such. Yeah. Just incredible. I also didn't know that. Uh, so when Vanguard first created this fund, you, you said it was like 1975 uh-huh. or something that it was very uh, controversial Hugely. in the funding, like because they, they associate with like a communist, like well, it's un-American is what everyone on wall street said, like un-American to be average. That's, that's so funny. In that, America, like, we outperform average. Right. Yeah. That's funny that it was Which like... Which you don't, because it's average. Yeah. <laughs> but like, th- they just... I mean, like, because like, I don't know what it looked like at that time when they released this, and then all these guys were like, oh yeah, fuck that, it's, it's un-American, it's, uh-huh. it's bad. Yeah, Wall Street was like trying to get it like shut down. It was, it's, it's just kind of an amazing story, and Jack Bogle, the guy who started Vanguard, was like, fuck that, I don't care. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and it proved out, you know, initially the S&P, like, it was just proposed as a way to keep like fund managers honest mm-hmm. like say how have you compared against the benchmark of doing nothing mm. and you know I- incidentally it's proven to be a that's interesting the bench the, the benchmark of doing nothing <laughs> like so that was was that was that was that really part of the initial hypothesis or yeah not? it was like, well th- th- he was inspired by an article i think in the boston uh in the boston papers or something or fortune magazine maybe mm-hmm. that was saying that like um, basically, the uh, like an index of the S and P, even an artificial index, should be used to like measure a fund manager against. Because like you could buy a whole a whole basket of these stocks. So given that, uh, just just like you know internally run the numbers and see what your fund manager should have performed this year. Mm. Incidentally, the science seems to indicate that like that analysis would show that like three fund managers do well. Yeah. Oh man, and then and then there's like the argument about like uh, you know Warren Buffett. Right. And how he can beat the market. I, I don't really understand. Really, That's the thing. Well, right. It kind of goes back to like, does is he really beating the market well, or not? My, my point and about Warren Buffett is like, he's not investing like you or I can invest. Number one, he gets like shares that at prices that you and I can never get. Right. Um, number two, he goes in and he like manages these companies, right? He like actually takes some management in, in the opportunities. Mm. Um, so that's, you know. Because that's, like, that's basically what he does. He looks at a company and goes, okay. Like if we came in and invested in this and like help with the management, we could actually like push the price up. Well, his his whole thing is like value. So he finds where the value is and then he goes in and extracts it. So he like mm. he, he finds stocks that are undervalued. He helps get the value squeezed out, and then he uh, and then he doesn't sell. He holds because like th- that company once once that's happened should grow. Right. He he's a weird like. Um, his specialization is a weird like player yeah. in the market for 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 the most mm-hmm. part, or, or it makes it seem like he's like always beating the market. Well, that's the thing everyone talks about. Like I could be like Warren Buffett. I'm like, well, you, you really can't unless you're like literally becoming like an active investor. Whereas most people are very passive. Right. And I mean, right. It's not like right. It's not like you're actually like partaking in any of the things you're sticking your money. Well, even in. if you did, yeah. you, you'd partake at like the level of equity you're purchasing. So like you're right. talking, you know, you buy a hundred shares of Apple. Like you're you don't have a say. 
in yeah. anything. You can show up at a shareholder meeting and, and make your voice heard, but that's not going to like right. And even too much. And even if you were like a hedge fund manager and you were putting your money into Apple, you're not really having a uh, you're not having an effect in that company either. <laughs> right. So it's yeah. it's a very different. He, well, the other thing is this: like when you invest in these companies, first of all, you're not actually like giving them your money. You're giving the person who you, who sold you the stock your money. Right. And and then you're reaping the rewards of the stock itself. Yeah. Um, and, and stocks are interesting because they are like disambiguated from like fundamentally like company management. So like, uh, I don't know, like the, the example I use, Textron could go into like Sudan, kill a bunch of kids and you being a huge owner in it. Um, don't take any like complicity in that. It's mm-hmm. the management, it's the employees, it's the people that did it, which is interesting. I mean, it's a marvel of like modern engineering in terms of like being able to own companies in that way. Yeah. It's also like if you were ideologically inclined to like go against these companies, one of the best ways you could actually affect it is you could buy up a shit ton of shares and then go change a company. Right. Yeah. So like what he should do is if he really wants to change these things or get rid of yeah, gun stocks invest is, in them. Is, is crowdfund his popularity and like purchase right. parts of the purchase shares of the company and then change it. Alas, Mr. Hogg, <laughs> you cannot do that with Vanguard because it's a mutual company. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Right. There's because there's no actual way to to, to do Right. Well, it, and, and their their job is to return the most to their shareholders. I mean, like Vanguard doesn't invest in things. Vanguard mm-hmm. invests in things that their their uh, shareholders tell them to invest in. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, if you buy like equity in their total stock market index, they're going to have to grow that index commensurately with <coughs> with the size of the check that you mm-hmm. give. You know. There's also like this idea of wh- whatever your morals or whatever you believe, you mm-hmm. need to separate that from your investment strategy. I think that's absolutely the case. Um. So even if you are really against something or really like like it, it, it probably makes sense to like have exposure to that to, uh, to that of thing. Of course. Because because you even said like like if you really hate oil companies, for example, um, invest in it. Um, if you're right about oil companies being bad and, and the company like the stock goes down and the company like, you know, falls into oblivion, then, well, then you should be happy because like now that company's gone. And if you're wrong or if the opposite happens, um, now, now you can now you can profit from them doing. Well, well the thing is, I think that what people need to realize is that you can you can simultaneously be invested in things you hate and still criticize them. That's that's the beauty of this economy is that you can you can say like I invested because I thought it would be profitable. Mm. Um, doesn't mean that I can't also protest it. Yeah, and and there's no law against that. It's it's a very 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 strange reality that you can both own and hate a company. Yeah, right. You you can be yeah. It's it's a funny like thing. And you're not voting like on who you like by like investing in stocks that's not what you're doing yeah that's the thing like you told the total stock market index you're not telling everyone that you like all companies what you're doing is you're investing in the total stock market index to make sure that you capture all sets of like values yeah which is which is a cool feature um that like can't be easily uh i I don't know where else that really exists but like you know the modern age um since what Mm. 1602 i think whatever when uh, dutch east indy company uh, issued shares. Yeah. Well, f- I mean, finance in its form is, it's such a, you know, most people talk about technological like mm-hmm. revolution and like our, how far we've come with like, you know, from, from the 1800s uh-huh. of railroads and, and, and computers and all, you know, everything that we mostly think of, but mo- most people don't think of the financial innovations there. Um, or at least like, I feel like the average person would not really think about that too much as right. like, if you ever thought about, everyone likes to hate on banks and yep. hate, the, hate the people in finance, hate the money people. Which I like, think is hilarious. Like you can, you can hate on banks, but they do a really important <laughs> service. But, <they're, laughs> but, but, but like if they, if, if they weren't part of this, like everything else would not have come around. Like they play a hugely important role. Well, that was, that was my discussion about like, like financial innovation, like in bankruptcy, for example, bankruptcy existed so that 
uh, when when railroads went bankrupt, mm-hmm. the banks wouldn't seize the railroads and have like a bunch of like lines that they couldn't actually use. Right. So it allowed it allowed them to like allocate the resource of the railroad and everything else to someone who's going through like Chapter Eleven, so that you know not everyone loses out, mm. but they also are able to continue using those things to earn profits and to like continue um, running their businesses. And compared to other modern countries, like we have, we have a very sophisticated bankruptcy, incredibly law, sophisticated, which is amazing because right. it allows entrepreneurs to take risks yeah. with like some like with a good measure uh-huh. of like mitigating that risk. I think right? like Tennessee's the most the, the the state with the most bankruptcies, by the way. Really, it's like black inner city people. Oh, <laughs> oh we're talking about like individual, like yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Which is which is interesting, but like yeah, I, I think that like in America you have this like notion of redemption. That occurs, and that can be that can be uh, you know done through the bankruptcy process, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a great thing, and I mean, but but it goes back to like you know the last few hundred years we've seen for, from from like the Dutch India Company, like the history of like stocks, and then things just kind of explode in that in, in that way. Like the Industrial Revolution, you know, there, there's the, as part of the Industrial Revolution, there's like this financial revolution, and like you know that money that book. Um, I mean, there's a few books that talk about this. <laughs> uh, I forget the name the of the hedge book. fund one? No, the money one. Uh, that kind of talks about like the history of money. Oh, Niall Ferguson. Um, yeah, yeah, history of money. Yeah, history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, or the ascent of money. No, the, the ascent. Of that's that's, that's the, the, the ascent yeah. of money. You know, it kind of talks about this. It's just it. The ascent. You know, maybe of cash. It, is it, is it, is it giving it credence too much to say that this is kind of like the center of like how all of this came to be? Because like I feel like history doesn't remember like like our current how we're taught history now. Or how we perceive history isn't isn't as focused on the financial stuff as maybe, like like we don't focus it on don't focus as much on it with how important it was. Like we remember like like the Carnegies and the Rockefellers and they did a lot of things, but like I feel like what their their achievements that were not financial related or or I don't know if they actually like made any like in um like any headway in like financial innovation like in terms of like financial products and how you can like do this stuff. But like like Jack Bogle like that, that he's hugely well, that, important I mean, that, in yeah, like that, a lot that's of this. Yeah, that's a neat. There's not that many opportunities, but like I'm sure that like you know new kinds of like funding and stuff like that were established for people like Rockefeller, um, and like I'll bet there's all sorts of interesting products that were developed to make Rockefeller's entire like operation work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think he himself was like developing interesting kinds of new like financial products at all. Right. Um, I don't know. It's just although in some ways, like I mean, I guess I guess Rockefeller did a lot of like basically buying buying oil and holding it. Mm-hmm. He was like the f- he's he's the world's first hodler. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now he he would like buy buy oil and just like store it just because like he he himself thought that there was a certain price for oil, so he would buy it when it was low and then just store it for when like the glut of uh, oil was you know around and they needed right. you know com- people would need it, so he would sell it to them like at like just a huge profit. Right. And you know less of storage costs. Some of those things that are kind of like um, that are more in the sphere of of, of finance, kind of just came about incidentally based off of like these guys and these organizations uh-huh. trying to figure out how to like manage these resources and manage their company. Um, and they would go to talk to a bank and they'd be like, "We need this," and the bank would have to develop a product for it. I mean, that that I'm I'm convinced that there's probably a lot of like financial innovations that like Rockefeller would have uh, you know been responsible for as a result. Yeah. Did you have you canceled your Facebook account? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't done that. I'm a very active. We never really, we never really talked about this. But I, I kind of kept this in here um, because this kind of gets into some of the political shit. Um, I don't know how. Uh, the, I mean, a lot of the stuff with Facebook has been has been ongoing, right? Like every every week, it's been something new. 
Um, like, for example, a week or two ago, Zuck testi- testified, and, and it was kind of an easy... Nothing really exciting happened. I didn't think anything really exciting happened no, there. So. He was Aside he, from just Zuckerberg not really being a public guy. He was sitting, so there, like, he was sitting there like explaining. Uh, someone said that he was doing the job that all of us have tried to avoid for the last 30 years, which is explaining <laughs> technology to old people. Which is really funny. Which is exactly what was going on there. Yeah. Um, but this all came about because of the Cambridge Analytica thing, which when it happened, it was it was kind of interesting. Um because like these guys were doing like these guys were open to the idea of like doing like taking this data and doing like sabotage and shit, right? right? Like am I am I getting the narrative correct? Yeah. Or? Well that's what it, like it sounds like they were like the Cambridge Analytica, which is like partly Steve Bannon's company, I believe. Right. Was like very open to uh going in and like causing political dissidents through like Yeah. <laughs> basically sabotage, like sending in hot chicks to like sleep with, you know, politicians and stuff like that if they have to. Right. Because they hilarious. They, they they set up like that sting where they were like, yeah, well, we'd be open to doing this uh-huh. and like opening to like affecting politics D- that way. Dude, the, the, the political discourse is like is poisonous at this point. If that's if that's the kind of shit that's going down, like it's it's done, you know. What, what do you mean, like? Well, like if if you have like people like Steve Bannon running companies that are doing that, it just kind of you look at it and you're like, well, like political discourse, like it is so underhanded, and that's like very much like Russian spy operations. Mm. It's a laughable thing to say you'll do. Um, I doubt that they've ever done it. Like the the sending in hot chicks to sleep with guys, mm. but the fact that they're open to it means that they're probably open to almost anything. Yeah, I mean, and if they are, I mean, I don't I don't know how I don't know what the, what that says or what that because like they're one firm like the, like you can point at them, but there's probably other similar companies that are doing that are open to the same things, yeah. right? Um, and also there, there's a lot of political shit about like this being this comp. Oh, this is the reason Trump won. Like it's always. Like yeah, everyone the, wants to like look for like and and like there the may have reason. been an effect there. I, I I don't know. I'm sure there was. Um, Obama did exactly the same thing uh, back in what 2000 and whenever he ran. Uh, yeah, 2008. Yeah. yeah. Well, because Whatever. he was the first president that kind of like ran with like considering the internet. 2012. Considering like the well, no, world so, so they were they were actually mining uh, the accounts. So like, if you were a volunteer at Obama. They would have you log in with your Facebook account and confirm that they could do exactly the same thing with your with your account. So wait, wait, I'm sorry, repeat that. So I, Obama yeah. had all of his volunteers uh-huh. log into their Facebook accounts. Okay, and they would then begin mining all of their friend stuff. Oh, okay. Which is so like a non completely untalked about piece of this. Yeah. Huh. But they were just doing it manually to kind of see like what. No, they didn't do it manually. They did exactly the same thing. Huh. The difference is that this was done deceptively, but yeah. like, I don't think that anyone working for the Obama campaign understood the amount of data they were grabbing from friends. It's mm. just okay when like it's not Trump. Yeah, yeah. So that I mean that yeah. really that, I find that to be hilarious. Um, the, the the Cambridge Analytica stuff. I mean like this is this was done already by a presidential campaign. Mm. So like to me I look at this and I'm like okay like uh, like this is this is something that people could have known about you know uh, four or five years ago mm-hmm. and nobody did shit. Because they like uh, were ideologically aligned with the party that was stealing the info. Yeah, but now they care. Right. Now it's now it's a big deal. Well, it, it was weird. This story was so widespread because like a lot of people have like, been like, well, yeah, it's, it's not surprising Facebook's doing this. Of course not. Like I don't think there's anything really surprising here at all. Well, Facebook asks um, for your permissions. Like, can we right. do this to you? And you're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, absolutely. I wonder if a lot of people like really were not clued into how much you can find out about a person or how much that data can like, like I think that's obvious. Yeah. Well, you'd think, but like, like some of the ways they were doing, like, no, I'm saying I think it's obvious that they didn't know. Yeah. Like, I think that that's absolutely true. 
Um, I, I still don't know how much data, like, here's the thing, on Facebook, uh, you know, people go on Facebook, one of the things that really annoys me is people go on Facebook and, like, grab people's photos and then post them online. I've seen that a lot where they'll grab, like, personal photos. Mm. Um, you know, to me, I look at that and I'm like, you know, it really, it really should be, uh, I would think your permissions would be a lot more robust than they are, but they're not. They're, they're kind of open to the world. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, like you could you could try to you could try to resist that, but like it, it's kind of hard to, and it's kind of like, is it even worth it? You know, uh-huh. like I just kind of operate under the assumption that whatever's there is, it's probably going to be used in some way that maybe maybe, maybe I'm not always excited about. But like my favorite part of it was that like Zuckerberg said that their uh, MS their, their messenger app, which mm-hmm. can then also be used as an MMS app or SMS app. Yeah, I can't say app. Um, He's like, well, we, we require that people opt into it. Dude, that thing has hijacked my messaging like three times. In like what way? Like all of a sudden it'll be my default like MMS app. Oh, okay. So like it'll set, the, it'll set that like yeah. thing. Yeah, it'll be like it'll be something else. Then all of a sudden, bang, it's like my default. And like what the fuck? I didn't, I didn't ask for this. And it downloads all of your messages. It like grabs everything from previous. And like I didn't ask for it. Mm. Um, or or maybe I did, and it was just like it popped up a button at an inconvenient time, and actually yes, and then all of a sudden now it's all all Facebooks, yeah, all my messages. I, I said so, I read something that said um, it would take you seventy three days, seventy three work days to read all the things that the average person consents to with like these agreements. Really? Like, yeah. So like, remember how like there's a lot, you've talked about this in the past, but like how can you how can you expect people to be um, like like. Ignorance of the law isn't an excuse, right? That can be held in court. And one of the things that you I never thought about before was like, lawyer, lawyers uh, pay like a six figure sum and go to three years just to understand the law to like practice it. So like, how can, how how can that be the case if like, like it was just what, what you can talk about that idea and like discuss it further and like disseminate it. But like, how 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 can you expect you know these people to like consent to this when when it's like impossible to to know all these things you're consenting? I, I don't to? know. Like I, like everybody just checks agree. Um, and even if you were like, oh, well, you should read the agreement, it, it, you, you could articulate that there's, it's impossible to. Of course. Um, and if you did, then like, what, would be, what would be the result of that? Right. I, I just don't know like, what direction this all, all, all more, really more goes. Or what in. do you like, do when like, stuff changes? Because like, the, the, the thing you mm. agreed to on like, day one when you were first on Facebook is probably not the way it looks like today. Right. Right. Um, and it's like, what happens? Like, like it's weird, too, because like, you know, Facebook might just be kind of one of those things that I mean, no, no. Pe- pe- some people are deleting their Facebook, and there's a lot of like, yeah, I see so, about 10%. like Y Combinator, Silicon Valley people are like, oh, we gotta delete Facebook, yeah. gotta delete your Facebook. I was like, most people are not gonna do that. No, um, I mean, so I, like, that's I not th- gonna go I away. thought about it, and I was like, you know, I can't because like it's it's a connection point. I need it. Yeah. Well, the cost, like the cost of doing so, like in my head, just like outweighs like why I would not. Um, but like, it, it's also weird cause like now, now Instagram's a, like a really big platform and they kind of go hand in hand. Of course so they like, do. you have to get your prostitute somewhere. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, like it's just one of those things you just can't really get rid of. Oh so. dude, did you see that North Korea froze all missile tests, all nuclear missile tests? Uh, what? Dude, I, I think that Trump might be like a foreign policy genius. <laughs> <laughs> like this was a big thing this week because they were saying that yeah. like, like North Korea, like apparently Kim Jong Un met or so, someone from the CIA met with them. Yeah, um, the director, so, I believe. So like things are, they seem like they're progressing in terms of like North Korea winding down, like watch, what it's doing. I mean, I, I like despite my criticism, uh, criticisms of him, watch him like restore peace between North and South Korea, and like I don't know, restore peace between like Israel and Palestine or something absurd. Like like this is just absurd. But I like, can't believe it. W- but it's like the question is like. 
Is that happening? And then, like, why? I don't know. It, is it just luck? Is it just like this maybe is just he understands? Maybe, maybe him and Kim Jong Un understand each other because like it requires like just a nutso to like understand a nutso. I don't know. <laughs> it turns out that like <laughs> the rest of the ah uh, we the same parts of the crazy. world are really into yeah. Oh, he just like me. He just like me. Yeah. I'm well, Donald. There was a suggestion that Trump's foreign policy might be like like the like there was that Mad Men theory, right? Or the right. Mad. Well, that, that's out of like uh, the, the Kissinger. Like people Kissinger. say it's a Kissinger playbook, but it's not. It's actually out of Nixon's ki- playbook. Okay. Kissinger, I don't think, is the one that came up with it. It was Nixon. And uh, he, hey, he told uh, Kissinger he was going to do it. You know, like that's my Nixon impression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he told, he, told, uh, he told Kissinger he was going to do it. And Kissinger was kind of like not sure what to think of it. Mm-hmm. But um, he told Kissinger he was going to do it. And, and, and it worked to like varying degrees. It wasn't really that effective, to be honest. So, like, it's weird to watch what looks a lot like this man-man strategy being executed globally by Trump and having it, like, have some degree of success. Mm-hmm. Like, much more success than Nixon never did. Yeah. Which is just fucking weird. Well, it's also... But, like, if North Korea starts agreeing to things like this, like, how, how do we know... Because, like, the idea is, like, North Korea, like, like from an economic perspective, they know internally they can't, they can't keep the way they're doing it going. So if they agree to like something like denuclearization, um, is that is that because it's 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 a result of Trump, or is there something going on with them in China that like we probably don't I know don't about? Know. Like, what I don't know. What I like is Kim Jong Un to be like, I wasn't going to do it, but Donald Trump very persuasive. Yeah. Well, th- you are also talking about how like what a lot of a lot of foreign policy experts were saying that like we need to start attacking North Korea and like hitting them with like bombs and shit. Well, they were saying that it wouldn't be out of the bounds of good foreign policy. That that's it's a little different than like this is what we ought to do. It's just here's a good option. Right, as if it was like it was this thing to seriously consider. Uh-huh. Which, like, even if you were critical of that, like, what if the people, what if the people that put that information out there or that came to that conclusion, put the, came to like wanted to throw that out there because it would like lead to this. Like, what, 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 if I was somebody that could have an effect here on what I like, if I was like a foreign policy expert, like, what if I was incentivized to come out against or come out in favor of bombing North Korea because by coming out in favor of bombing North Korea might lead to like better changes that have nothing to do with this bombing North Korea. Right. Like it's it's all very like game theory like weird. It, it's hard it, to. It's <laughs> just kind of stumbling on things. And there's a there, yeah. there's dude there's a great documentary on Netflix right now that like goes through some of the the like the Trump rise. It's a phenomenal documentary. You got to see it. The four parter. Yeah. Where it starts off with like um like him kind of like it's like it's, the mission to build Trump Tower uh-huh. and shit. I watched it. That it's, was great. It's I love very that very fair too. Yeah. It, well. It was more fair than that other thing they put out. Yeah. Well, this one I thought was fair because like they have Roger Stone in it. For example, they talk of the origins of the wall, which I thought was really interesting. Remind me again what that was. Uh, that one of them suggested that like he just starts talking about the wall and uh, we'll make Mexico pay for it. And, he, and, and apparently Trump like took that from his political strategist. Like, I'll use that. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll start tweeting that. So he started tweeting it. And it was just like it became the mantra of the campaign. Mm. Yeah, but it it sounds more like like they're they're seeming to say that Trump is more wily like a fox than like uh, Wolf gave him credit for in in his like Fire and Fury book. Yeah, as if like he had um. I'm trying to remember the. But he's like more considered. I, I'm not. I, I'm having trouble remembering the last episode where like where he goes into like some of those a little bit more. Right. Um, because like, I mean, the whole history of him is is interesting. Um, especially with like some of the casino shit. I like that. Uh. Like fallout with his uh, with what's her face? Oh, that um, was Ivana. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, the, the the Trump women sagas were just amazing. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, this was all public. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. 
what they can possibly say to Trump or about Trump that's going to uh, b- bring him down. Yeah. The, the Stormy Daniels thing is, uh, you know, everyone's trying to, like, take him down for that. Well, that's, that's, that's been funny. Like we've, the thing we've exited crypto now and we're talking about <laughs> politics and Dante's not even I here. I know. <laughs> well, I wanted, I wanted it to, like, if we're, if we're going to talk about this more, and it's we a, it's probably a, will when he's back. This will like, be a fucking short show because, like, uh, we, you know, your notes suck. Well, that my notes suck. Well, like, um, at the end of I felt so. like I felt like this past week there hasn't been as much, like... There hasn't. It's true. Um, so what's left is a lot of the political shit, but... And it's interesting. I mean, the Syria stuff is amazing. Like, we bombed Syria this week. Yeah. Like, we... You know, wh- what I saw with that, too, is um, a lot of, like, libertarians coming out against Trump because th- that's always a thing that they really don't like. Is, the like, bombing, yeah. A, well, a, of us, like, mitigate, like, going into, like, foreign things and, like, and, like doing that. Um, well, did you see the story that, that Russia leaked a month ago? No. So Russia on RT announced mm-hmm. that the U.S. was gearing up to do chemical weapon, a, a chemical weapon attack in order to justify uh, airstrikes. Huh. Because, like, so in other words, they were, like, the accusation by Russia was that we were... We Getting ready to. So it was before the, the, uh, the chemical attacks actually happened. Okay. Um, so that, 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 like, bit of propaganda was already, like, set. Because when, when did the chemical attacks happen? Uh, like, like, a week or two before. I, I, thought, I thought it was, like, a week or two before uh, the bombing there. I mean, the thing is, like... Because I, I didn't know that that had happened recently. I remember there being, like, suspicion of, like, uh, of... of uh, what was it? Chemicals? Yeah. Shit? So like, I mean, like there's, in the there's past, been As- Assad has like done chemical attacks before. It's everyone's been pretty sure. For some reason, this one had legs. Okay. Huh. But like fucking mustard gas, dude. It's it's or chlorine gas, which I think is mustard gas. Yeah. Um, where it like burns your fucking lungs out. Oh yeah. Those oh are, yeah, dude. It's well, bad. Those, those are really bad. Yeah. I, but but I mean, like, it, w- since the world wars, like we have very like strict like. The world, like the world, agrees to like. There's just some things you just don't do, and like that's when Syria starts right. going. To, so did Russia? They were probably doing that. Did Russia? It, like, so is the RT shit uh, trying to c- like justify like? Well, I mean, why, the question is how much? They how, did much this? how many stories has RT seeded before this one actually happened? Um, but like, yeah, like I, I think that RT seeds a lot of stories, and it's propaganda, and they just they, they try to say things that are likely to occur. Mm-hmm. Because I also saw something that like Russia may have had like some mercenaries or behind some mercenaries that attacked the U.S. base and like it was like we have to kill, we have to bomb like these this mercenaries. Yeah, dude. So like we're like that, we're, we're that's in, a like, proxy a weird, war with Russia. We've been doing that for a while. Like yeah. we've been a proxy war with Russia for like you know sixty years. Yeah, that's how it feels at least. Yeah, um, which really kind of like stands in the way of like those notions of like a couple years of peace in the U.S. where we didn't have wars. Yeah, because you know we did. Yeah. It's it's been a continual thing. Like yeah. it's not. We've been at war for most of our history. Yeah. So well, war's not. Yeah, and it's not. It's almost like World War Two is like we're not going to have like a war like this. For big big nations are competing on 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 this planet. Like uh-huh. just how it's going to go around. There's there's probably weird proxy wars with China. Well, there, obviously we know there's like there's always competition amongst countries yeah. and, and different things. But it's just. I don't know. There's a lot to there's a lot to to make out of it. This um the uh I I caught a couple of clips of uh of Bill Maher last night. Um Jordan Peterson you said was on there. He was on. Yeah. Uh so I saw I, I wanted to see some of that because it's interesting when like I used to watch Bill Maher when I was a little younger and I like I like it, you know, he's a funny guy and doing the political shit gets a little Left sometimes. Well, I can't um, imagine he and Jordan Peterson disagreed because I think Jordan Peterson's a bit of a leftist too. Um, just like, well, d- Bill Maher kind of might represent like 
um, uh, uh, the side of the left that is more reasonable and just is like even acknowledging how extreme. Well, I'm fucking seeing the like merging the, PC... the merging of the like left and the right, right? Like that's that's what's weird about like modern culture here is that like mm. I'm watching the conservatives merge with the liberals, um, or people who like w- like Stephen Pinker or whatever his name mm. is, who would normally have been like disagreeable and not liked by like a lot of conservatives. They're joining forces to like fight against this like yeah you know SJW shit. Right. One thing Peter said said not on the show but on a different thing was that like with 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 the right and with conservatives in America we we kind of know where the extreme line is and we know not to cross it and he kind of pointed to like Ben Shapiro and the whole uh the Charleston thing with the Charleston right right as like oh yeah these were Nazis that's that's the limit like that's the line like anything beyond that those are crazies um and he compa- and apparently like William F Buckley back in the day like drew that line with like types that were being attracted to him because he was because of some because of one of his books that he put out. Okay. Um. So, the the argument is that like on the right, like the right knows where that line is. It seems to. But the left uh, hasn't figured that out yet. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, well, I think also the left does this thing where they associate you with people that have some opinions that are the same as yours, mm-hmm. which is very frustrating, right? So like, the left looks at like this group and they say you share an opinion with this group and you share an opinion with this group so therefore you're a Nazi. You're like, well that's that's actually not an equivalency. Mm. Like we both believe in, you know, this kind of freedom. Uh he is he believes in like uh, identity politics. I do not think that identity politics are a positive thing. The, the his identity politics are the reason he likes Hitler. I don't like Hitler. Like we we are we are not the same in every way. We are the mm. same in this one way, yeah. and I, I I'm uncomfortable with the fact that we're the same there. But at the same time, I understand why we're both the same there. Mm. And the reason you're not the same on that issue is because you're a crazy. Yeah, which makes you crazier than like you know the Nazi. Yeah, you, Sean, specifically. Me, me specifically. In this case. Um, no, I mean like. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's uh, there's there's such a there's such a weird like. I see so many people that are obviously saying how ridiculous this intersectional like leftist SJW stuff is, but you're seeing the effects that it has more and more in like little ways that I'm kind of like, like like in my head I th- I'm like this is this is just a trend. These are just crazies. Um, maybe it's right been now. Around so long, dude. Well, it, right. It's a, it's nothing really new. It just seems really loud. When I was when I was in college, I filed sexual harassment charges or uh, uh, filed sexual harassment claims mm-hmm. against one of the groups at at the university because. They had this vague sexual harassment policy that was saying that, like, if there's anything posted in a public area that is sexually explicit, that is sexual harassment. I think I remember that. So, so I, so I, I went onto the main green and I like I got twenty other people to sign a petition that said they were sexually harassed, um, and we turned them into the office. <laughs> like the, the dean's office had to do something about it, um, which was hilarious. It was one of the funniest things I've ever had to do, and it was it was against a group uh, that that teaches. It's called femsex. It does like masturbation for women and stuff like that. Mm. It's a class on like looking into your cervix and whatnot. It's it's a weird ass class. Um, I, I think it's hilarious. I kind of I don't mind. I, I never minded it existing. Mm. What I did mind was the like existence of this like vague policy that made like everything sexual harassment. Like the the buildings, the tops of buildings that look like fallacies. Those are sexual harassment. Um, according to the policy, mm. and the policy is vague, so like it was hilarious, and we we did a whole thing on like just just filing these sexual harassment claims against the group, mm-hmm. um, and the university was obligated to do something about it because of their goddamn lo- rules. Yeah, well, that's that's the funny that's the funny thing to like take what they are enforcing or yeah. they're trying to be about, of and, just, and just you know just take it further. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, like the thing that always comes to my mind is like, well, like that guy. 
or there's been a few cases where they're like, yeah, I'm, I, you know, identify as a woman, and that that means I can enter the the female locker room and uh-huh. they do all this other weird shit, and like, it's just you can it, in, in identity politics, you can just take the identity of like the most oppressed and use it to argue why like you. You certainly can, but it's just I, I don't know. Like, um, there's uh. Like I, I don't know if this kind of just works out and it it, it kind of like doesn't go too extreme or if we start really like facing um, like future policies that are that are that are like I don't well know, the Canada the Canada policy that like Jordan Peterson first started fighting against mm. I mean that's kind of where it all started right so like I mean, and that's the is, thing he points to a lot because that's a really good like and I, and I think I agree with this that that's that's a really good like recent case and this is kind of how he like got his fame right but this this Canadian case is really um, it's really bad to put this into policy because this can be used to do like really bad things like it's a really bad law um, and and it's kind of like you know it's bad when it's put into law by the government where they can enforce these ideas right of like oh you you misuse these pronouns and that's illegal by this law so now we have to like arrest you bitcoin's back over nine thousand. Oh, it is <laughs> it's over nine thousand. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's in the memes again it's like we have we, uh, this will be the fourth time we've crossed nine thousand dollars and we've become exceedingly efficient at it is a uh, one of the memes i like i love nine thousand it's it's like the special number for us well you know for why, no reason right? other than dragon ball z yeah 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 that's <laughs> <laughs> well, just a funny yeah we really like that number and what's great is, is it's been going up and down past nine thousand right so like, everyone gets to reuse the meme again and again and again yeah it's, it's great so you have the price going up and down around nine thousand which allows you to reuse the meme again yeah more. i love that it, it's also like not that like the price matters that much, but following these people and like oh, or like people saying it's a bear market or a bull market. Yeah. Like after this week, it's like oh, it's definitely a bull market. Like right. the price is going to go right. up to sustain itself. <laughs> but like, I think it'd be the really next funny week if it we're just, back down. You know. Right. Like well, it, it could go down even further than it was like a few weeks ago. Um, you have like more people. Like I, I saw someone post on our Bitcoin that actually made it to the top, saying like, "Don't follow guys like Tone Bays and these Richard Hart guys because they were they were kind of bearish on the price." Um, and being like, oh, it's like, it's going to, if it doesn't go past, like, I don't know, something, whatever tone was at 8,500 and stay there, it's going to, it's going to keep going down. And that's, that was his outlook. Um, which like some of these people followed the T and they ended up like selling all their Bitcoin and they're like, oh, I'll buy back in when it's down. Um, I don't know. But like, I, I just think it's funny when like people in general are like, oh yeah, we're definitely like the price of, you know, it's going up again now and. We're not going to. I, I do think it's. I do think it's funny where everyone gets depressed when the, the price goes down, and then everyone like it. It is not. There is no depression going on. I'm looking at our Bitcoin right now. There are these. All, the, the memes are hilarious. Oh yeah. But like, it's just like, like everything's great. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, like, I mean, the, you look at like the MT Gox stuff though. Like Bitcoin goes from like I don't know seven dollars all the way up to like two hundred, and then back down to thirty. And then a few weeks later, it's hit, it hits a thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, is is that is that what happens here? Do we go to twenty thousand and then back down, and then now a hundred thousand? Is that like two hundred thousand? Is that what we're doing? Because that would be great. Yeah. Let me tell you <laughs> something. <Sean. laughs> well, it would be it, it'd be fun if that happened. Um, and I mean, like, it's hard not it's hard not to get a, it's hard not to hope. You know, kind of like kind of feel the excitement. Pray of, to the Lord of the price, like fi- you know, yeah. going up like that. Um, but it's just it's over nine thousand. I feel like there's so many people that just stare at the price all day, and like they're just online. Like it's just a it's a weird phenomenon of people following prices, like and, and the price is affecting everything about it. Right. You. Um, I, I know some people that have like 
you know, family or friends that are that, that have like significant amounts of money um, in in like certain companies, right? So they're like investors in like these organizations that, and like apparently like the price really does affect their mood a lot. Um, so like I have one buddy who uh, who told me that like before he goes over to see some see someone in particular, he checks the price of one of the main uh, things he's invested in to see like what kind of mood he's going to be in, um, which is kind of like a funny like. So he like he like changes his mood. Well, he knows like he knows like if he wanted to sit like in other words, it's like okay, so like the price is really down, so I know what type of mood this person is going to be in. This is how I would like change my behavior. Around oh, that's that interesting. You, you know what I mean? Like kind of like knowing like in advance, like or maybe or maybe uh, if the person's a passive investor, they won't give a fuck. Right. Well. Right. Or or. Like I don't know. Like even if you weren't and you were in a position where you had like certain investments, you can't you can't you can't let your investment affect your. your that your sounds really on. stupid to me. Um, well, maybe it's not. I don't know. Like I'm not dealing with people that well, are like investing tons of money all the time. It probably is kind of stupid, but like I, I don't know. Like it, that's just that's just how these things probably affect somebody. Um, like if if you're invested in something that skyrockets like high, like Bitcoin, you're you're gonna feel the positive effects of like oh wow, like it's going up. Like it's 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 that weird thing that like people that are in the gambling probably get that high off of, right? And Dude, I was I was talking to the, the Chicago traders a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like their early days when they made a ton of money on like telecoms and stuff. Like, one of the guys uh, was saying he was making like a hundred thousand dollars a week, one hundred twenty-five thousand bucks a week, and like <laughs> it was just fucking nuts. And mm. uh, and and he'd never had that kind of money, and his life changed overnight. And it was for you know like a few weeks, a few like a year. He was just making just ungodly sums of money for that period of time. Mm. Ungodly, he was spending it like it wouldn't disappear, but like just ungodly mm. sums of money. Oh wow! Oh yeah. That's that's that's, a, that's that's so much. It sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like people that are making like that amount of money, but it, it doesn't sustain itself. So then they, you know, they end up back in the position of like. Well, his know. point was that like he made it kind of on a, a whim. He was doing something real stupid, and then it, it just it was a bet that paid out. Yeah. I probably learned a lot from it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like. He learned well, what, he learned what not to do with his money when he earns it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, when you're a passive investor, you don't like like you don't. You, there's, there's things you're not going to learn. Um, so like for like he may he may have learned of what not to do with your money, but like he, it's hard not to learn that lesson. It's it's hard to until you actually go through that process and do it. Are you capable of learning that lesson at, at all? Right. Um, so if he's making a lot of money, he's spending it, he's blowing it on like whatever. You probably learn not to do that. Uh, but at the same time, that adventure was probably part of his fight. Like he's a trader, so his financial career, and he's able to kind of like perpetuate that going on. You know, maybe I mean like it was um, a dumb bet, and I think he probably wouldn't make it again. You know, because he's an adult now. Yeah. Um, but that that, that kind of goes in like the whole thing with like this uh, like with with EMH. It's it, it it prescribes like how you can expose yourself to the like the entirety of a market um, to make like the highest returns per year. But if you just kind of sat back and did that. Versus taking that money and like playing with it, um, you know, and making bets and like you know pulling you know things off, I guess in order to to beat the market, um, you know, those things can be kind of fun. So sometimes it's like worth doing, I guess. It, it, and it kind of just comes down to like, well, what's your what's your risk tolerance? Can you are you are are you willing to like risk ten percent of your money to like play stocks because like you you want to like have or fun all of it or all of it? Or <laughs> people that like like literally are like picking and choosing where they're putting the mo- most of their money, you right? Know? Um, so it's not it's not that you should put all your money in the S and P and just like stand back. It's 
It's like that will that's the best bet you can make. But is Cambridge Analytica doing an ICO? Because I heard that this week. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, that'd be hilarious. If they yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to look right now. Cambridge Analytica ICO. I heard that they were doing an ICO, which is just, I'm, uh, if, if they did that, yeah, TechCrunch. Cambridge Analytica is exploring the possibility of an ICO, um, which would be just wonderful. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So many oh, people man. are going to like hate that. But at the same time, there's going to be people that... Well, Telegram keeps teasing like to what extent they're doing this ICO. Right. What Are they doing it or what? I think they are, but I don't think they're really sure how public it's going to be. Like A lot of these ICOs might happen with like a very like special cast of investors. So and it's it, going to so be very... So they shouldn't have done an ICO. They should just have someone transfer money into their bank account. Well, right. Like, it's not... <laughs> it's gonna, it, it may come down to like, what's the point of doing this other than just like... I, I, I don't know. Um, but... It's kind of like, well, what position is Cambridge Analytica in right now where they would actually consider that as like a thing to do? Right. Um, which is funny. It also says a lot about like companies that might be in like a really difficult position. Because if you're an organization... Or an unpopular company that like the government might want to go after. Like maybe maybe uh, Marty McFly Screlly would have mm -hmm. like... It, it, this would have been like his, uh, his way of raising funds. Well... But is it like if the government's coming after you? Is it is uh, now you're in a position where you might be under further? I don't know. Scrutiny, but or it's, is it it's like, hilarious. Is it like fucking? I'm going down. May as well like. That's see what I'm wondering. Like uh, we'll just put it on a on a you know trezor. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just hide the money Good somewhere luck. in our in our butt. And, yeah, we'll and, put it uh, in our butt as we're in prison. Yeah, I mean honestly, like give if, the money back. If, no, if you're gonna go to jail for a while in that situation, what wh why not just? Do we it? should do an ICO for me to buy a Lambo. Yeah, there we go. Oh my god. Um, it'd be I, funny. It'd be funny if, like, one day you had a Lambo and you're like, "Oh, it is. It is actually like a good use of your money to have yeah. a Lambo." You're like, yeah, "I really yeah, enjoyed my Lambo." <laughs> <laughs> this was well worth the this was totally lots worth and lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, like, I'm sure it is, right? Like, that's why people spend it. But like, you have to have like a, an, an, a, just an exceeding amount of like uh, of, of, ex, of of expendable income just to play with that yeah. and to, to not feel terrible about making that purchase. Yeah. I feel like Which that's how you know when you that's that's how you know when you've like made it. Is when you buy a Lambo and you don't care. Yeah. Well, that was like, we did the math on the Lambo like uh, the profits, and it's it's near zero. Yeah. That car has like exactly what what it's worth. It's it's what's. Oh in yeah, it. that that that's a complete money sink for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, but is it like if you see somebody driving around in that, is that because they have so much money, or because they're like really bad with their money? I don't know. And they make really bad financial. Those are decisions. the only two choices. Like it's hard to know. Dude, the Theranos website is still up, by the way. They apparently, I think they're laying off a bunch of people. Are they? So they're, they well, still they're, they're are. Oh, oh, maybe they'll do an ICO. Maybe. That that's, would be great. That's interesting. That'd be a good company to do I'd it love in to that see case. That. Um, because like they're they're definitely winding down their operation. That was a complete sham. Oh, man. I can't wait like. for that. Oh, yeah. I wonder who else will do an ICO. Like if Cambridge does. Yeah. I, I mean. I wonder <laughs> what more might happen. Like, I want to know if there's anyone else besides uh, the, the head of Theranos that's going to go down with this. I, she was she was so arrogant going around making speeches mm -hmm. like I, I just can't think of I, I, I can't think of anything more brazen yeah um that was that was that was yeah I mean she was she was she was she was touted as like this like young prodigy you know mm -hmm. um because she was very young when she founded the company yeah. and she was a female and what she was claiming that they could do was something that some of you were like, oh, this is such a great thing. If you can accomplish this, um, it's so it's so bad. It's such a bad thing to like. It's it's like a Bernie Madoff thing. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's definitely funny yeah, because everyone who knew anything about the industry was looking at me like, just this is a scam, guys. They were warning everybody. Yeah, 
and uh, no one listened. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy. The funny thing about like these industry things is like, um, like I, I watched that documentary yesterday on Herbalife. Yeah. Oh, you did the uh, the Ackerman. The Bill Ackerman one. Yeah, that, well, that Bill Ackerman is an interesting character because because that other documentary, the money one, where they talk about the pharmaceutical industry, he he's behind one of those companies that keeps acquiring a lot yes. of these organizations. And in that in that episode, they talk about these these. I feel three like you people. do a whole podcast on like Netflix documentaries now. Uh, I know, but but they're putting out this shit that's actually really interesting. It's very interesting. Um, and a lot of it's contradictory, but you're right. He does he does that thing where he like he's invested in. Uh, was it the company that increase that that just does like a shit ton of like increasing of drug prices left and right? Well, he divested himself of it. I think he maybe maybe that's newer information. I don't know if he he, he may have um, because because the, they were buying up these drug companies, cutting out all of their R and D, anything effective that they're actually doing, and making it look like like they were like cutting costs yeah. in like uh, areas and, and, then, and pumping and then the stock price up. <laughs> yeah. And as this information started to leak, the price was definitely going down. But what's interesting that that. Both these documentaries had Bill Ackerman in it, but they were also about like short selling. Yeah. Because Bill Ackerman is behind, in the drug one, he's behind that company, and that thing is interviewing three short sellers of that organization. Uh-huh. And their bets were playing off because the company's stock was going down, at least by the time the documentary was like over. Um, in this one, Bill Ackerman took out a huge short position against Herbalife. Because he was like, oh, this this company is a it's Ponzi a scam. It's, it's, it's going to go, go down. down. Yeah. When he, when he first came out against with this with this position that it's going to go down, this was like in 2012 or something. The price did did tank. But Carl Icahn came in and was like and bought up like 10 to 20 percent of of Herbalife. Like made a huge oh, yeah, investment. Oh yeah, fucking pumps it. Yes, and the price keeps pumping. Well, he keeps pumping it. Like like he just has like unlimited money. Icon. That's what's amazing about him. He, yeah, he's and like he he's hates Ackerman. Hates him. Well, they talk about that. They had a huge fight about Herbalife on like. One of these like Fox Business channels, mm-hmm. or whatever, um, and like I, I think it kind of goes back to like that whole like morality of like investing your your your, your money or like there's the, there may be like a common tie there, but like I can is probably thinking this is oh Herbalife's definitely a scam, like it's definitely a Ponzi a scheme, fuck. but it might be that you don't want to bet against that because it's such a like he knows it's a bad idea. No, Ackerman. What's funny about it is that Ackerman would have been right. Except he came out publicly. For e- except he came out publicly, and Icon um, hates Ackerman, so he knew he was the like major shareholder in that position. Yeah. Um, and then he fucked them, which is hilarious. So it was really it, it was really about that. Like right. that's the reason but, I mean, why. That, it's interesting because like, the, the, the price does the, the price there like is divorced from fundamental value utterly. Oh yeah. Yeah, and Herbalife still now is like worth more than it should be. Yeah. Well, I had heard about Herbalife when I was young, like. It was always the name of you're like not, you're not around enough Hispanics to like have heard of it regularly. Well, oh, that's it. I didn't know it was such a prevalent thing in the Hispanic community. So prevalent. And Bill Ackerman was articulating that I still got a hundred and three dollar share price. Yeah, he was saying that they were targeting the Hispanic community, and then there was a lot of undocumented people that were getting caught up in this thing because if they were fucked over by their money, they weren't going to like be outspoken against it. Um, and it's just it, it you know as a pyramid scheme. I had heard about this. And was like, this thing is like a. This is probably going to go away at some point. But this, the guy that's been a CEO up until recently came from Disney and had like a like. It seemed like he was able to manage this company really well to keep like the model going. Yeah. Um. In a really weird way, where like I feel like most people you talk to would be like, oh yeah, that's some that's some weird Ponzi thing. But people still buy into it, and it, and it still it still continues. Uh huh. Um. And you have and you have like a very small amount of people at the top that have just done really well with this whole, like like it kind of it reminded me of like um because a lot of this stuff I don't really know a lot about. So like 
remember when one coin Bob was coming around with the one coin thing oh, yeah. talking about like his downline and like it's all the same terminology. It's all it's, MLM. It's an MLM. Shit. It's it's a public MLM. Yeah. So like I've always kind of thought of like MLMs as like this very obvious like scam type of business. But like some people would really actually like argue like a quasi legitimacy to it. Like the Herbalife people were coming out like in defense of like the model and saying that it was very sound. Um I mean, uh, the whole thing was pretty interesting. But like, there, there's a lot of MLMs right now that are just like really disgusting. I think Primerica is is the one that like is so. You ever seen this one? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, it is. I think it's owned by like or backed by one of the major banks, and it is a financial advisory MLM. Oh wow! Oh yeah. So how how does that work? Like they 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 uh, have like in in Florida it works that they have like a bunch of Haitians telling you that you should put your money into their like <laughs> fucking finance. The people that have have like backed me into a room to try to like talk to me about their Primerica and uh-huh. like thing. I was like, why would I give you my money? You're the dumbest person I've ever met. Yeah, they're they're just so, so, so they're trying to get them to invest in Haitian index funds. I feel like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like all ask like well, like dude, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like this is just the worst. Yeah, they're they're really bad. Um, but yeah, there, I've seen, I'm seeing a lot of these MLMs. Like someone, I was talking <laughs> to someone yesterday. She started a business. She, I, I remember about 10, 15 years ago, um, I was a waiter at Ruby Tuesday and this was my manager and she was telling me about her dream to start a marketing company and, uh, she started, it, it was based on her name. It was the dumbest name and she did it. She started this thing mm-hmm. and I was watching a, a, a dig.com video and all of a sudden I saw an advertisement where her company was putting on some like small business, uh, you know, thing. So I messaged her. I'm like, "Hey, it looks like you're doing fine. Congrats!" And she messaged me back. Yeah, but like this is the last year. I've uh, I, I've I got involved in a direct marketing, um, you know, project selling <laughs> fucking essential oils, <laughs> and, I, and I shut my business down. Interesting. So yeah. she, she, so okay. And and they all have this line. They're like, I have replaced mine and my husband's income. That's always like a, a, an important thing for them. Mm. Um, we no longer have, or he no longer has to work. He works in my business. Um, I like the one. I, I hear it all the time from these people. He told me when I first started that this was a scam, but now, but now that I'm doing really well, um, he's decided to quit his job as well and join me in it. Like I've heard this, I've heard this so many times from all sorts of MLMers, mm. and ultimately it always ends up being a scam. He always regrets leaving his job. She doesn't have a job. And really like every really bad single time. Yeah. Well, they end, they end up investing more and more of their time and money into like whatever they're they're selling, right? And that's part of the model of like how like they keep getting told like you have. Well, they to don't like get it. Like the, the, what's the, uh, the the Mary Care whatever? How, what percentage of those women at the top are are purchasing? Uh, the product and putting it into their like garages, it's huge, mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Um, well, isn't but isn't that some of that like isn't that like the door to door like makeup shit? Like yes, that's, that's the thing a lot of women get into. Yeah, they so love like, it. So like, but is it is it is it a full blown MLM? And the full blown MLMs like the question is whether the MLM is a scam and like I, I it's hard like it's hard to say that MLMs themselves are mm-hmm. scams. Um, but th- for the most part, th- they sure have a lot of really scammy elements. Yeah. Like y- even, even ones that like, I don't know, my, my dad likes, for example, Arbon or like Melaleuca, like he likes those. Um, he'll tell you that they're great, but all the other ones are scams. And that seems to be like the mantra of most MLMers is that like the one they like is not a scam, but the one that like everyone, everyone else, else is in is, is, a scam, is a scam. Yeah. Which is well, really funny. The, the very few people that do well in those things tend to be sales oriented types of people. Yeah. Um, so even if you were like, oh, maybe it is a scam or not, is it just that the the 
Because like if you were in an, uh, it's commission based. So if you were in another sales job where you were like maybe, maybe you knew up front the terms of service where it's a hundred percent commission or it's like very low pay with like you know uh, like, like your commission structures like this versus like these MLM things where they kind of convince you to to get your money up front. And then, like you're 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 in a really fucked position if you can't sell that product, right? And then even if you could, and then there's like a question, of like even if you could sell that product, is it is, is there more involved? And 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 it's really more about like, um, like, like you're not going to be successful anyway, you know? Right. Um. So like for for like the Herbalife shit, like the like the products they're selling are way overpriced, and like no one really buys that. It's just a matter of getting other people to to get into the Herbalife business, and that's where those people make money, maybe at the top, like like the very very very, very few. Right. Um. Like one guy in the documentary, like he he realized like six months in, he started doing really well because he's, they started like paying more attention to him, and he realized that like he wasn't gonna like he wasn't making any money, he was yeah. losing money. But he but he put they have they have him open storefronts, so he had five storefronts open, and he and he pivoted them to vape shops. Oh, I loved that. Is, that yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is a funny little like oh I can I can go into this easily and, and be profitable. Um, well, yeah, he, he had the space and was already paying for it. And yeah, that guy was like an aggressive sales guy, as I remember it. Yeah. So like, which is which is funny because like a guy that like that is actually doing fairly well still isn't making money. Um, right. So like, is that is like is that the metric for how you kind of judge whether like there's a legitimacy to it or not? Well, or I like think it's really difficult because like a lot of these things like uh, I don't know. I mean, the guy that did the, pr- uh, the what's what's the fucking stuff you put on your skin um, to it, like teenagers all use it. Oh, uh, like Acuvue or something. It's something like no. that, but it's not mm-hmm. Acuvue. It's it's something else. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's like like teenagers, like pimple yeah. shit. Like yeah, it's the pimple shit. Oh, um, they they had like tons and tons of infomercials when you were kids. Didn't they find out that like that was actually like really bad for you? Well, it's bad for you. You when you're when you're on it, you have to like go and like um you know get your liver yeah. like tests and stuff like that. But it, it works. I never had a pimple problem. My, so my brother, my brother like used yeah. it all the time. So like, um, huh. but yeah, they they've released some like big big line. I think of makeup. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they they do it through MLM now. So like they, you know, people like buy into it because they had that like previously very successful product that doctors actually would like prescribe. Mm, interesting. Proactive. Proactive. That's that's it. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So now like the proactive guys are behind some other like uh, some major one for women. Huh. Rodan and Fields. Okay. And w- w- what is it? Was it? What does it do for women? Like it, it's all like makeup. Okay. Yeah. So it started by the proactive guys, and uh, and and they like I I can't tell you how many women I, I I know who have joined Rodan and Fields because their friend told them that like look if even if you just sell it to yourself you know so now they're, like they're in the downline of these women and like they'll buy the Rodan and Fields stuff for themselves and uh, and and you know their upline gets money mm. so it's it's the weirdest like the I don't know. It seems like I know a lot of men who are like susceptible to the MLMs, but it seems like salespeople and women are the two that like the demographic that just constantly fall for these things. Yeah, Which blows my mind. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I can't believe I can't believe how many people like jump in. It, it's it's and so they all wonder why they can't make money. It's like again and again and again. Yeah, it's weird that like that's um. I don't know, like because if you're a salesperson, like do you are are they just like dumb enough to like think that it's like like they can actually. Like this is a good thing to get into, or they're like, "Well, it's probably really risky." But I'm a good salesperson. I, I, I think so they I just think I get over assess their abilities, which is hilarious because like they're being so, like you've always said that like salespeople tend to be the most susceptible to being like sold on things yeah. because like sometimes like they'll they'll appreciate the salesmanship of it and they'll like they'll like buy that product oh, for yeah. a reason, right? Um, like, oh, you're a really good salesperson. I can tell that because uh-huh. I'm a good salesperson. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do business with you. I'm gonna yep. buy your product. 
I really uh, appreciate the methods and tactics you're using. Which is so funny because like, I, I had like a sales type job before, and like I would I would totally be like, no, like that like, they may have really good salesmanship skills, but like that's that's a good reason not to do it. Like that that tells you more about like what the product they're selling is, or at least like if you disambiguate that from the product, like that's the only way to find out if like what you're buying is. Is is good or if you're being sold something, you know? Man, I, I'm I I'm I'm looking at our Bitcoin. These memes are so funny. People are just nuts about the fucking price. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, is it? But is that like kind of like um? Because I know there's always been like discussion of our Bitcoin in general and about how like it, it, it's it's gotten worse over the years. Um, Bitcoin I mean, or, or no, our Bitcoin. our Bitcoin. Yeah, like like the memes are fun. Um, but I, I there's no really information here. That's the thing. Like I, I mean, I, there's not a lot. You have the the the, the pin post is uh, so I some guy did a talk on bulletproof. So I usually see something very technical pinned to the top. So you have that. Um, but a lot of the discussion is really about like the price and you know what's going on in yeah. in, in that way. Um I don't know. I, I I don't It used to be like much more relevant, I think. But like that, I, that was probably cuz there was like a lot less news. Yeah. I, I I do think it was funny. I mean the the putting up of uh <clears throat> the putting up of like that piece on on backpage and the person going like this has nothing to do with bitcoin. That blew my mind. I was I was just sitting there like okay, like this is different. Mm. Everything's different. Yeah. It's a different group. They have no idea what what they're looking at. They don't know what this stuff is. Mm. Right. Um, I mean, it's just it's just such a th- there's always like these new waves of noobs coming in. Um, so Th- like this, that's this part newest of newest group is the worst, by the way, I think. Well, but I feel like that's what you're, we're always going to be saying. Like, it like could very well be if we're on a, if we're on the way back up to like I don't know, hundred thousand, whatever it is. <laughs> but there were people don't that were wish. here on the way up to twenty thousand um, that have seen like they've already been they they've been part of that initial pump, and like now na- like I. I there might be a whole new wave of people coming in because like a lot of people had a, had stories of like six months ago, their friends like being like, Oh, I'm into like the shit coin here. I'm into the shit coin here. And like, that was, a, that was, that was part of that group of people. So like now it, like the next time we do this again, there's going to be more and more of that. Right? right. Like I don't, I don't see that. I don't, I don't see this weird thing going on where like Bitcoin goes up and all these alts go down. Like it, it's going to get worse. <sighs> Maybe. If we don't like this latest group of people, I I I think the next group is going to be. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. I think like Bitcoin. I was I said this years ago, and it's I think it's still true today. Mm-hmm. And that Bitcoin is like cash money, right? So like having this like idea of an interest group around cash money is is, is a little bit funny over the long term. Like it, on the one hand, you have to have it, I think, initially to sort of bootstrap it, mm. but eventually it just has to kind of be accepted yeah. as cash money as the thing that's used. Um, and like you don't have a cash money club or like. Uh, I bet. I, well, you don't I, have. You don't does have. Does RUSD exist where they just like talk about the, <laughs> the US dollar? dollar all day? <laughs> well, in, in another <laughs> weird analogy, you don't really have pe- like people don't meet up to do internet meetups anymore. Right. Like it's all about people that like do things with the internet. Everybody uses the internet. Like right. it's just no longer. It's not. It's not like you know. RUS dollar exists, but it doesn't look like anybody's like it has three subscribers. Yeah. Show them some love, everyone. Give, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But like just, but even even the people that are into like the the technicals and into into this in a deeper way, those people that are into it in a different way or a deeper way, like for the internet, like those are all those are programmers that have like their own technologies that they like meet up and talk about, like right. discuss a lot. Um, this this is very different. Like this this might be. I mean, I mean, is 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 all the different like shit coins and chains like everybody's own little little group? Yeah, I, um, I don't know. I think that that's the thing. Like, I think these. I think the notion that like. Cash is a meme mm-hmm. is is a fine notion, but cash has to outgrow the meme in order to be. You know, like there's that story about like uh, 
the monkeys or whatever it is that like y- you beat, y- like you put a banana in the cage and uh, it's off limits. So if someone tries to like get it, you beat the monkey up. And then eventually what happens is the monkeys in the cage start beating each other up whenever they try to get the banana. Mm. And then uh, what you do is you, you start removing monkeys from the original group and the, the monkeys continue to beat up monkeys that go for the banana because it's learned behavior that that's bad. Right. So eventually it's just like it, it's <clears throat> Weber. Max Weber uh, calls it routinization. So like the idea okay. that like things become routinized. So they just become part of the culture. They just become sort of like ingrained. They become rules that are sort of followed without having to, you know, explain why those things are rules. And no one actually has to know why the rules are just sort of the accepted norm. So mm. that's routinization. So like money has to be routinized um, outside of the context of memeization, right? And if it's not, then like I don't think it works. I think that you have to just accept that money is money, mm. uh, in 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 with without, or cash is cash, whatever it is, uh, outside of the the notion of like why is this the thing that we use? Mm. And until you stop asking the why. Like the, the, the why is cool because it allowed us all to kind of like grow up and learn what money is. Mm. But until you sort of divorce yourself from asking the why, you, you know, it's, it's, it seems to me that Bitcoin's still in a precarious place mm. um, or any of these, you know, cryptos. But like because eventually, it, because it just it may, it may not solidify for in, into further generations or something. Like well, I just the, the rules, the, like the why is still being asked. Like why this one? Why not that one? Right. Why not this one? And until you like don't have to answer that, until people forget the reason, mm. um, the, the reason why is even a question that matters, and it's just something that you do, um, or the how it works, you know, it, it component is removed. Mm-hmm. Until then, like it's it's just still precarious. Like you 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 can't talk about it being mainstream or, or normal because it's still a we're, meme. It's, right. It's it's still something that that is being figured out in that way. Right. Because we're still asking questions of like how do you define what is Bitcoin? Right. Um, La- last last thing, I, I think we got to talk about this uh, <laughs> this weird cult. Oh yeah, I almost forgot about this. Oh yeah, dude. Um, so I, I originally was this was brought to my attention by M Mortal. Uh, I, I, I he sh- picked he saw I, he saw this story like a month ago or something about like this cult with this guy who had a bunch of women, and I think the guy was arrested. Which was when we were talking about like the cult, uh, the Netflix document, which is fifty percent right. of this podcast is dedicated to crypto, fifty percent is dedicated to, 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 to Netflix, Netflix documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like we were talking about that, and he found this weird, this weird one about this like girl, Allison Mack, um, from Smallville, who's part of a cult herself. Yeah, well, she she was she was second in command to this this cult that was based off this guy. She was an, uh, an actress in Smallville. Apparently, this cult attracted. Maybe some other members of the cast, and like, a, like you know, maybe some like some, some other small time actresses or whatever. But she was just arrested, and she might be facing some serious jail time for her act- her activities in this thing because she was essentially like I, for, I don't know the term, but like the head bitch to like recruit and get all these other women <laughs> into it. So they were saying that like what they would have these women do is, uh, and I don't know the I I don't I don't think I picked up on like the initial thing, but they were. Asked to give hand over nude pictures of themselves, including um, like anything that would be used to to blackmail them. So if you want to be part of our group, give us this. It's collateral in case you ever decide to like fuck us over. That way we have something on you. And like part of like the things that they were sending were really weird, like like close up pictures of their vagina and shit. Um, but awesome. the guy, but the guy enforced, 
there's a video online of like him and this woman talking to each other. So she's interviewing him in like a oh let's talk about your ideas type of way. And it, and when you start watching it, it's just kind of a boring video about a guy that's all about like self improvement and like understanding like things, which is how these cults kind of come to be. The message initially seems very benign, but like it, it goes deeper where they really like suck these people into like doing like more and more extreme shit. Um, so he was branding his initials into the woman's like. I don't know if it was like on, like somewhere on the vagina or like near that area or something. Oh my god! And branding it with a hot iron onto it, she would hold. She would be the person to like hold them, to, and like be like, "It's for him. It's for the master." Like she would like referring to him in like that type of way. Um, she she made sure that the women uh, didn't shave their. Uh, uh, they, they had she like, like they had bush. A, she, give she, she was like the bush enforcer. <laughs> um, so I guess to make sure, because I guess that's what he was into. Um, which is funny because like it, it <laughs> you could you could throw out that on its own, but that that's part of like a sexual thing. Um, that's hilarious. Uh, okay, so like it, it, it's sex slave ring is what they're calling it now. They're, like they've they've arrested her. Yeah, um, I guess they were like traff like there was there was there was something about like trafficking of women. They were getting these women to do shit. Um, Here's a trafficking case. Well, this uh, this is a question of like is this or not is this or is this not trafficking? I guess right. And it, and it might be, um, because that's that's kind of what they're doing. Oh, Minimi died. Oh, Vern Troyer? Yeah. What a weird... Uh, Avicii also died. Not, not Who? Avicii? Who's that? He's, a, he's like a music person. Like, um, you know that song? Don't wake me up till it's all over. Dun, no. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, he, he's big in the EDM scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, what, what did he like... He, he's a good... Murder, he's, did he kill himself or like... No, he, he, was, he, was, uh, he was 28. He died of like... Uh, like Overdose? He, he Fentanyl? Drank, I drank a lot. Ah, a lot of drink. That's a drugs. lot of drinking. 29? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. He's the kind of person, that's the music you listen to when Burn you're like. Vern Troyer is 49. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I'm trying to find the story about like the, the cold thing more. Uh, 49. Dude, that's young. I mean, like, I, I wonder I wonder what like uh, his the average age causes. Of, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That might be, that might be actually <clears throat> longer than, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like this this cult thing, Th- the cult stuff's weird. Uh, it's interesting. Like like you you kind of mentioned that like cults he was, are he was like two feet eight inches by the way. Really? <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! Okay, continue. Sorry. Um, we usually like like when there's something cultish like on TV, like that's like it's always like really interesting because like they, they tend to be like these weird. I don't know. It's just funny that like they're they're a thing that like there's still new cults that happen. Like this last one, like was a newer cult based off of a guy, and like I don't know, I, I, like these women may have like just been attracted to this dude, and like maybe like this girl like like helped convince them that like the, like being part of our group's a good idea because that group like gives them something that they may not have like elsewhere in their lives. So it kind of becomes like a really close friendship thing where they find people they really like, right? And then it kind of goes into like, well, once you've crossed this line, now you can't leave, and that's just part of being part of our group, and it's. I don't know. Like, like they interview people that have been like in, in these cults and some of these like documentaries and stuff that are very like, yeah, like I, y- you know, you might think what an idiot, how did he fall for this? Um, but they kind of walk through like how the process of getting deep into that where you can't really get out, it, you know, it occurs over a long period of time and sometimes it, you end up in a place where psychologically you just can't. Right. And you, and it, you, you know the person that you're with. Like I remember like there was this one where the guy was raping the other men. And what? the guy they interviewed, yeah, this was this was a call. I think it was on Netflix. It was um, 
It was one of those cults where like they <laughs> Netflix they went you know they uh, I feel like I feel like that like Netflix knows you really well. They're like, okay, watch this cult video. Right. Now. They're like, here's here's one. Um, this one I saw from a few years ago. You're gonna be so well versed. You're like, that's a cult. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe 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 like come come join it's us at the restaurant. Skill sets you that's a cult. Where you're like, uh, this is this is a cult. This like is a cult. I, yeah. I can I can tell. I can smell it. Well, it was uh, it, it was this guy that was taking a bunch of people out camping. And they would go out and they would have a really good time. And they were like people that were that like professional. Would. Like one guy, one guy, one guy owned a business and he, he was actually making good money. Yeah. And it was like, oh, these are I really like these people hanging out with. Um, you know, it's no, it's no, it's no thing that it's no, it's it's obvious to a lot of people that like you know in your late twenties and thirties, it's harder to make friends than when you were in college. You're lonely. So it starts off as like, oh, it's a friend group. I really like these people. They're really positive. The guy that kind of built this group. Uh, has a lot to say about life and, and about like meaning and like philosophy and like maybe he claims to like do certain things and you become part of like and then he starts like he started having them build a house for him and they were all working what? a lot and giving him the money to like build this commune in this community because they were like why don't we build this further and further and they all followed him out to like texas um and he was like and, and he was it, they're always like the rules are always you can't have sex that's part of the rules of this organization, but the guy's always having sex with everybody else. This, it, it wasn't a. It, I don't know the name of this one. It's like sex for one dude. But they interview this main, the one guy who is like close to the cult leader for a long period of time and confronts. At the end of the thing, they, they he goes to Hawaii and confronts the guy. Really? And is like, like I, I see you. Like oh, I gotta see this. Um, I'll have to find the name for it. Uh, but but there, there's there this does happen. It seems like they're you know. Over time, we're, we're seeing more and more of these, and like they they, they tend to always. I, start I, like I don't think you're seeing more and more. I think that you're just like I think Netflix is just making a lot of documentaries about th- them for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we're just in an era of like this content coming out more and more, and like yeah. now we're now, now these people like I think people have always joined cults. I think that's like just a, a thing that happens. Like you know Christians and mm. Jews and all the, you know like these are. These are things that are like mainstream religions at this point, but like I mean, like I mean, in the modern age, I mean, even even in the like 1600s, when you had Mormonism, you had the Shakers, you had all sorts of like weird, weird uh, sort of like religious mm. sects joining, true. like like starting up. It's always been the case. It's just funnier today. <laughs> like like hilarious documentaries. Well, I I think of like these big cult groups as these things that happened in the decades prior. To our time, They're like, still like the seventies, the eighties, right? Saying, in, in Minnesota, and, and, and in that's, Minnesota, that's kind of my point. Like they, they still are coming around. In, in Minnesota, like, where I'm from, there's like a, a big cult called the Ekinkar. Okay. In Chanhassen, Minnesota, and they, like it's this enormous cult. They declared Chanhassen the center of the universe, and uh, and they have a whole theology about it. Oh my God! They have a big building, tons of land. It's amazing. The Temple of Ekinkar is a thing. Huh. It reminds like it's it's very funny and and like everyone there makes a joke about it but like you know they live in the community they're they're like Ekinkarians. <laughs> Temple of Ek. What a lot of these cults have like something that is a little weird about them specifically that yeah. is kind of unique. Um, like the one that I was just talking about, the guy was really into theater and plays, and apparently he was a failed actor. Like he was in a couple of commercials when he was younger. And he would like they, they would spend a lot of money and resources to put on these plays where he would star in them and it would be like a dance number and shit. They built a theater just so the other members of the cult could watch this performance go on. Like that was like kind of like the weird thing. The head of Ekinkar is a guy named Harold Klemp. Okay. Which is a hilarious name, I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
Harold Club Harold Leader. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not very cult that's not very cult name. You need to be named like Raj Pasha. No, 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 not in Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota you have like a, a, a nice like a I'm German Bob name Smith. or something like that. I'll tell yeah, you what like I'm Bob like. Bob Smith. <laughs> well he looks I mean he looks just like you think he looks. He looks like a businessman. Okay. Yeah. Um white, thin. Like I, these guys I, my whole like my whole high school career was spent like meeting some of these people and you know, it's it's just very funny because it's it's a very obvious cult, but like, <laughs> but they uh, they're they're there and they do it and they like people join them. Huh? Yeah, they're growing as far as I know. Is the biggest difference between some of these cults and religion just time? Like, is I don't know. Because like I feel like that's another question of like how like at what point is it does it become a is it more of a religion? Um, yeah, I don't know because a lot of like anti-religious people would be like, oh, they're 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 all cults to an extent, but like there there is a distinction, I think. I, I don't know. I mean, I like, don't it know. Might be, I it don't might really be time. I, like, I see what you're saying. Like time, like uh, in existence. Well, like that that the the, <laughs> the other one that was that was big, the Wild World Country one. Oh yeah. There's still people that pra- that practice that thing because the and, and and I think like that guy wanted like the intention was to. Well, they said his books are selling more than ever now. Yeah. And that w- some of the stuff he originally talked about is just kind of looked at in terms of this is the belief, and they take that belief and just continue it further. But like, uh, if this was like zero BC or uh, not thir- whatever, <laughs> two thousand years ago, <laughs> um, I was gonna say zero AD, but th- th- even that date's wrong. Like in early, you know, early Christian times, Christianity was considered a cult within the Roman Empire, right? Uh, it's like a sect of Judaism, right? But yeah. like maybe, but a lot of people might have like looked at it as a as a cult, as as we look at it was, cults it was, today. It was certainly like a um, pariah group of like Jews. Yeah. So, ha, like, is it just let's let's just see where this thing is in a few hundred years, or where, where it is? Because like, is Mormonism more of a cult or religion at this point? I think even a lot of Christians would say it's it's cultish, but like, it's kind of also a religion. I don't know. Yeah. What does the word ekinkar mean? It means coworker with God. <laughs> What's the, do they have a weird thing? Do I don't know. Like I'm, I'm like I'm on their site. Like this site is hilarious because it looks like it was built in like 2001. Um, oh, we could get their free book and CD. Oh wow. We should we should we should <laughs> we should get it. Well, I, th- I think I think cold suing ICOs is is it should be more of a. I thing. think you could do that, right? Because like, because they always need ways to make money and bring in income. Of course, for the cult and like what what better way than to offer a token, do something very innovative and new, right? Yeah. And that's like uh, an indulgence. You could prove that, like you could prove at the pearly gates that you in fact did contribute to the cult. Um, I think that's everything, though. I, th- I think we're done with the notes, yeah, and uh, we don't need to belabor anything else. Yeah, we it's don't want to waste everybody's time. It's only we, still yeah, here. so like yeah. uh, two hours. <laughs> believe it or not, us, us bullshitting. All right, shit. Sean, why don't you uh, why don't you tell people where people can find you? Uh, they they can find me on Cam Four, or I, I guess watching Netflix, watching cult documentaries on Netflix. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably right. a place to. Well, that's probably just what you're doing um, while, while you're yeah. on Cam Four. I'm also I'm also. Uh, Ethereum plus Coin Dojo, if you want to hop in there. Absolutely, and I'm there too. It. I'm John Seth. You can find me anywhere. There is a John Seth Twitter, John Seth uh, Telegram. I'm John Seth, and uh, I, well, I guess it's not everywhere because some John Seths are not me, mm. uh, due to the decentralization program. Uh, if you if you would be so kind uh, as to go to iTunes and rate this show as zero, we want to be the worst rated, most listened to show. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even the most. <laughs> just don't even don't you don't even have to listen. But uh, just go rate us a zero. There's a lot of great uh, zero star, one star ratings on iTunes. Um, we really appreciate those. Uh, and uh, and I think with that, this is John's chunking up the deuce to the south, the masses, and to go in peace. Saint Catherine, pray for us. <laughs>